On this episode, we discuss Samson. This isn't your daddy's superhero. It's your great, 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 granddaddies. And welcome to the Flophouse. I'm Dan McCoy. Oh, I'm Stuart Wellington. Uh, I'm Elliot Kalen picking up his cues. And who's this joining us? Hey, it's me, Jordan Morris, a guy who knows to speak when introduced. <laughs> yeah, Stuart got a text exactly when he was supposed to be uh, talking. That's uh, I'll, I'll, I'll clue you got you guys. Out of you guys in what's on weird what's is going the text was from me, and it said, "Stuart, now your turn." <laughs> <laughs> Guys, Stewballs has his fingers in a lot of pies. <laughs> Oof, when did you start calling yourself Stewballs? <laughs> trying it out, Jordan. It's cool, right? I don't know, man. <laughs> I mean, I, I don't think catching on. I don't think I don't think this is the time to edit me. I think we could talk about this later. Just no, let me you're work right. it out. Let me work out the kinks. Blue, blue sky podcasting, no bad ideas. <laughs> Call yeah. yourself balls. No Go bad ahead. nicknames. Sure. Yeah, so our uh, our you cool know what? Hey, Jordan- for this episode, I'm Georgina. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so our cool friend Georgina showed up. <laughs> uh. You know, he showed up because he wanted to take us to fucking Bible school, apparently, right? Yeah, it's true. <laughs> yes. as, all, uh, as always, when we have a guest on the show, we gave them first uh, choice of movies. Uh-huh. And uh, to be fair, he gave us a few movies. And Dan's like, we, no. We could watch. No. I don't know what <laughs> possessed me to choose Samson. I don't yeah, know. You were very <laughs> adamant about it. it was, I was like, all those seem fine to me. You said, we'll do Samson. Mm-hmm. I mean, someone's got to make a fucking choice around here, Elliot. Wow. I didn't get any input from you guys. Ooh, somebody's airing some dirty laundry. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Well, anyway, should we explain, one, what this podcast is, why we're talking about a movie, and and two, why Jordan's joining us, other than that he's just a great guy and we like having him around. Uh Sure. Uh, This is a podcast (laughs) where we watch a bad movie and then we talk about it. That's the first part of that. Okay. And for the Uh second part... uh Maybe Jordan can enlighten us as to why he just happened to drop by like a neighbor in a sitcom. So I am here, uh, in addition to laughing with some of my favorite fellas, uh, I'm here promoting mm-hmm. a, a new podcast I'm doing on MaximumFun.org called Bubble. It's a scripted sci-fi comedy thing that you may be sick of hearing about if you listen <laughs> yeah, to a I've lot just, of Max Fun shows. I've well, certainly heard no promotion for this on other Max Fun shows. I haven't been seeing any on the Max Fun Twitter feed right, or right. your Twitter feed or Jesse Thorne's Twitter feed or mm-hmm. I think the, the official POTUS Twitter feed might have said something about Bubble. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, Clorox is tweeting about it for some reason. It's, all the Bubbles uh-huh. are tweeting about it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Clorox is bleach, I think. Anyway, who knows? Mm-hmm. Look, You can have a bleach bubble. Online, the only Clorox I know is Clorox Leachman. So I thought it was, <laughs> should be Clorox Bleachman in the Mad Magazine parody of, I guess, her career, I guess. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> uh, so yes, it was a big kind of... Uh, you know, it's a big swing artistically to do a scripted podcast. A generation-defining hit, the Hamilton gen- of its time. Absolutely, yeah. yes. That, yeah. A lot of people say that Hamilton is the Hamilton of its time. I say no, <laughs> because we're in relatively mm-hmm. the same time. Uh, I mean, geologically, sure. <laughs> sure, yes. Uh, same epoch, anyways. 
Uh, no, so he was a big... Epoch Shakur, sure. Because mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> right. of Brad. Okay. Anyway. Wow. Oh, wow, Elliot's got his finger on the pulse. <laughs> so, Jordan, sorry, continue. Uh, so, yeah, it was a, kind of a big, uh, you know, big endeavor for Max Fun. so I think they wanted to really get the word out, and I, you know, uh, hopefully it's out there. Uh, yeah, it's a, it's a scripted comedy. It's kind of like a little season of TV for your ears. Uh, a radio show. It was also known as yeah. Once Upon a Time. <laughs> Kids don't I mean, know what radio and, is, Elliot. And you need to, I think you need to promote a new podcast, unless you're like, I don't know, like trying to track down a wayward celebrity or, I don't know, doing a show about true murders. Like you gotta, you really gotta put some effort into grab people's ears. That's yeah. How the, how the hell did those get so popular so quickly? I don't understand how Which like what? really one? popular podcasts get either one of those. What, like true crime podcasts? Yeah. People, People are fucking crime. creaming jeans over, the, over that stuff, man. Yeah. Unsolved Mysteries was like the biggest show ever. Like, Guys, we had a, one of us has to murder one of the other ones. <laughs> it's going to happen. The way yeah. we, I mean, the way we'll we simply be giving, we're, we're going to give one of those shows such good fodder. Yeah. Uh, when my grandmother was nearing the end of her life, there was one kind of TV show she said she liked watching. And that was, quote, murder shows. Hmm. Uh-huh. So yeah. people love murder. They just love it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, so bubble is I a murder so. show. Uh, yeah. sure. If that'll get people to give it a shot, <laughs> it's a uh, crime story yes. about Richard Simmons mm-hmm. and and, and mm-hmm. the reporter that tries to solve his murder but gets in a little bit too close and, and sort of blurs Marin. the line between yeah, Mark Barrett <laughs> is involved, also Karen Kilgariff and uh, The Rock. Let's just say, uh, yeah, wow. and let's just or, say uh, maybe Adam ruins everything. <laughs> yeah, sure. I guess sure. here we could bring in some Adam fans as well. <laughs> And everyone eats a Snickers. I don't know. Uh, you guys like Snickers? <laughs> yeah, a lot of Totino's <laughs> stuff in there, too. <laughs> Things people like. Yeah, um, man, why, if you're hungry, why wait? So, Bubble, it's <laughs> available for Max Fun now. Yes. I recommend it. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, it's, yeah. Uh, it's a little yeah, Buffy yeah. the Vampire Slayer, a little Portlandia. Um, yeah, it's uh, kind of a cool... <laughs> I thought you were about to say a little Porky's, and I'm like, what <laughs> <Yes>. the awesome? <laughs> there's a lot of, there's a lot of uh, d- dicks through holes in shower walls. <laughs> they just look through those shower holes. Name shower another walls. thing. No, no, no. Porky's. Really? One, one, at the end of it, the dick goes through, and the uh, big, uh, the, the, the female coach comes in and grabs it and gives it a like a hard yank. Oh, like a real castle <laughs> freak. Okay. Yeah. 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 Is this the new ding dong rip gates <laughs> of the flop house? I guess you know yep. what the problem is? I think I've only ever seen the TV edit of Porky's. Ah, uh, sure. Weird. What's which is that's just about like like a roadhouse. <laughs> Why would troubles? you watch the TV edit of Porky's? Why would literally I go out of my way only, to track down Porky's rather than just watching it when I'm 13 on Comedy Central or something? The only reason that Porky's exists has been excised from that film. Yeah, well, I'm, then I mean, why am I watching loosely. USA Up All Night, Dan? Yeah, it's <laughs> pretty loosely defined as a comedy. <laughs> and um, Gilbert Gottfried sometimes. And Gilbert Gottfried sometimes. So, so I'm really glad that Jordan's doing a new, new show, both because it's great and because it gives us an excuse to have Georgina on our show. Uh, so let's just fucking grip it and rip it, right, boys? Like um, that lady did with that dick, I guess. <laughs> uh, so we watch a bad movie, then we talk about it, right? And so this movie, as you already know, is Samson, the hit blockbuster. Everyone, speaking of people getting tired of the bubble advertising, sure, yeah, I'm sure people are getting so frustrated with all the marketing for Samson. Another Samson fan cast. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, should we talk, guys? About- I. I- I believe that I read that this was released opposite Black Panther. <laughs> oh wow! <laughs> <laughs> Which is the most misguided counter programming ever the in the world. Well, yeah. they figured they'd release a different superhero story about a reluctant leader of a people. 
who mm-hmm. is I guess yep. that's where the parallel really Go ends. On. <laughs> sure. Uh, and, so uh, Samson gets his power from a magical purple fruit or flower. Uh, no, mm-hmm. from his devotion to God, but yeah. very close. Oh, okay. mm-hmm. uh, Dan, now your family is steeped in theology, so we may have to rely on you a little bit in telling us what stuff is from the real Samson story. By the real Samson story, I mean the made-up Samson story <laughs> in the Bible, and what stuff is created by the magic of Hollywood, or when and I say Hollywood, we... I mean Cape Town, South Africa, where this movie I mean, was made. The, this is a an Old Testament uh, tale, and one you know, one who was raised in the... Uh, the Christian faith, as I was, you know, like we 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 pay attention to the Old Testament, but we're kind of like that's not the good one. Like, wow, we, like what's, what's mm. the good one? Mm. The New Testament. Okay, that makes sense. <laughs> uh, so I mean, I will say, even growing up Jewish, Samson is not particularly talked about that much. And yeah, uh, one of the things I like about the Samson story is that it is crazy and doesn't fit with anything else in the in the Torah or Bible. And there's a there's a great book called How to Read the Bible. It's all about at what you would call, Dan, the Old Testament. I would just call it the Bible because I don't sure. believe in the New Testament. And uh, it's and he talks about the Samson <laughs> story, and he's like, yeah, this is pretty clearly like some kind of myth from another culture that somehow got, like, got, yeah. uh, fell into the Bible. And <laughs> the they just, thinking is that this is basically the Hercules story uh, in a different form. Yeah. Wait, yeah, there's a part oh. in Samson where he kills a lion, and I'm like, isn't he going to wear this thing at some point? And I'm like, oh, yes, Hercules. Oh, that's Never, Hercules. Mind. Never mind. Isn't he going to go from zero to hero? I'm sorry, that's Hercules. Hold on Hercules. a second. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You were watching, you're like, these are not legendary journeys. <laughs> <laughs> that's all the Hercules stuff I know, guys. I think that's all of it. Okay, so let's talk about what happens. Now, okay, this movie starts out the way so many Flophouse movie has, movies have, with a voiceover explaining about a prophecy mm. that the Israelites have been enslaved by the Philistines there's a prophecy of a hero named Samson who will free them. Here's the thing. Is the prophecy really that specific? Because what's stopping anyone from just naming their kid Samson? Like, if it's that well-known a prophecy, then surely... Yes, Dan? I feel like parents don't want to put that kind of pressure on their kids. Yeah. Yeah, It's like naming your kid Batman. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like... Like you would go to school and there's one kid who shows up and is named Batman. You're like, you can't just do that. (laughs) (laughs) DC is going to sue you. And by DC, I mean, Time Warner. That's a good point. That seems weird. That seems oddly specific. Batman. Like, well, I guess we have to be killed in front of him, honey. (laughs) (laughs) If he's ever going to fight a fat man who holds an umbrella, then we've got to do this. (laughs) Put on these pearls. If that'll if that'll get him into a good preschool, I guess we will. <laughs> Ooh, I see your son is Batman. Looking at his college application. Okay, parents were dead. Uh, practice to be a ninja. Fights crime. World's greatest detective. What about your other extracurriculars? Do you have a sport? Well, I'm at an Olympic level of of fighting. Mm. Okay, interesting. Mm. Uh, this young Hal Jordan is really tearing up the debate club. So. <laughs> He'll probably get because it. Because his magic ring helps him with that somehow? No, just because I mean, his debate skills. Oh, okay. Uh, so, guys, as it's, so so what you're saying is Samson's parents are the ones who are like, yeah, I'm pretty sure my son's the one the prophecy's talking about. <laughs> so we're in yeah. 1170 BC in Gaza, and a priest of the Dagon people, who are the, I, I don't know if the Philistines... <laughs> Hell yeah! yeah <laughs> I don't know if the Philistines really worship Dagon, but... It makes me think of 
like the HP Lovecraft Dagon, yeah. who Stuart yeah. reminded me more about him. He's some kind of fish god. He's like a fish god, and he gives you gold if you worship him and shit. Uh, now, I, was, I, re- I researched the story of Samson a little bit just to compare how it looked uh, to the movie. Uh-huh. And yes, yeah. the Philistines did worship a god called Dagon. Cool. Okay. Not, not, as, uh, not as far as I know, the... The uh, Herald of Cthulhu, yeah. He didn't give everyone in the Philistine in the Philistine people the Innsmouth look. <laughs> yeah, there was very few tentacles in this movie. Although, <laughs> it seems like. although those fake beards could have been hiding them. Oh boy, we'll get to those. Now again, this is the past, so everyone has an English accent. And this uh-huh. Oh god, kind of. The, 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 <laughs> the, like, to have an English accent in this is so audacious, but to do these awful ones, just talk normal, you're already fucking it up. No, 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 because in the past, everyone was English. Oh, that's right, yes. And mm-hmm. But a weird high school play kind of thing. Oh, yeah, yeah. kind of... <laughs> Yeah, they all speak English, and when they, you know, that kind of thing. And when they hang out at a feast, (laughs) when they hang out at a feast, they're all listening to Green Sleeves the whole time, constantly. (laughs) That's all there is. Yep, lots of like flowers. That was the big hit in Gaza. (laughs) There was a time when that was a new song, and it was a big hit. Yeah, like when Green Sleeves, people were like, "Hey, (laughs) hey, uh, hey, William, it's your cousin." Your cousin Barry Shakespeare, you know that uh-huh. new sound you've been <laughs> yeah, looking right. for. Listen to this. There was some, and he holds up, I guess, like what a, a horn of some kind to the musicians mm-hmm. playing green sleeves. <laughs> sure. yeah, that's that's right. There's a shell, yeah, it's a seashell. and then there's like a string attached to it going to another seashell. Mm-hmm. On the other side of the room, and William Shakespeare's like, yeah. "Yeah, I can hear you. I'm over here." <laughs> yeah, it's, it's some kind of like pterodactyl that they squeeze. Right? <laughs> Who says it's a living? Yeah, it's a living, yep. of course. And then it kills him, which is not. It's not a living. <laughs> so anyway, this this priest of Dagon's really bad mouthing the Hebrews. His sermon seems to be he. Dagon rules, Hebrews drools. And uh, this is the point where I had to put the captions on because I'm like, is this motherfucker saying Dagon? (laughs) Yeah. Meanwhile, it promises a much cooler movie, doesn't it? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Since it's it sounds like a monster, yeah, is gonna come yeah. and yeah, and like I mean, you know, I think what this movie is doing is it is saying to a Christian audience, hey, we know superhero movies are in. But we've got the original superhero. And by we, uh-huh. we mean Jews. Yes, Jews. <laughs> because yeah. Jesus, not much of a superhero. Not a knock on Jesus. No, sure. But not a fighter. He didn't, yeah, he didn't one shot uh, dudes. I mean, I would say actually, you know what? I would say. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I would he isn't say, clicking heads. I would say he's clicking heads, very lightly <laughs> yeah. tapping them together. He is unparalleled when it comes to turning over money changers tables. <laughs> That's so. fair. Good point. So I will. I would say that superheroes are not really known for dying at the end of their stories, but Zack Snyder proved me wrong. With sure, that one. yeah, he did a great job mm-hmm. with that. So, uh, yeah. but uh, it, it seems like it seems like if you're gonna do that, if you're gonna do, we are. This is the this is the Christian superhero movie you've all been asking for. CGI Dagon at no, the end. No, because here's the CGI thing. Dagon. Yeah. The point yeah. of the movie is that the Jewish God, and therefore by by virtue of that, the Christian sure. God, and it goes unsaid, but the Muslim God too. Mm-hmm. That that is the real God. And there's this point we'll get to later where Dagon is explicitly called out where King Billy Zane is like, cause Billy Zane's in this <laughs> yeah. King Billy Zane is like, Dagon's not real. There's no gods. I'm the King. And I just made it all up. It's a tool. <clears throat> and so the purpose of the movie is to say, 
this god is real. Dagon was false. But you really want to see Dagon come as like a big tentacle monster yeah, that Samson is... has to fight. But that would defeat <laughs> the purpose of the movie. Because the minute you see, you know, Shumagorath or Dagon come in, you, like with his tentacles yeah. wrapped around Samson, you're like, oh, I guess he's a real thing. <laughs> I was real all along, motherfucker. <laughs> I, I also love that, like, in 2018, like the the bravery of the message of the movie being like, Dagon's not real, guys. Here's like my hot take on Dagon. Yeah. There's all these Dagon people out there in the world. Now, and, and they don't even bring up the fact that Dagon is an anagram for, for Gonad, mm. which would only hurt him more in my mind. Because <laughs> if you're an all-powerful <laughs> god, why did you pick that silly name? So anyway, uh, while, while this priest is just bad-mouthing the Hebrews, talking about how, how, how bitchin' Dagon is, two brothers yeah. are going to steal some corn from Dagon's temple because the Dagonites, the Philistines, have been stealing all the Hebrews' crops. These brothers... Who, well, the whole time they're trading riddles about crops, like a couple of Algonquin roundtable Ocean's mm. Elevens. It's Samson and Caleb, his brother. Samson, mm-hmm. already famous, already well known as a strong Hebrew. Caleb, he's just kind of the sidekick. He's like know? he's like the Steve Zahn of the movie. The actor right? has a Zahn esque quality to him. Yeah. yeah, does he has long blonde hair? Yeah, he's got a kind of a doofy <laughs> yeah. charm as well. I mean, I yeah. mean, not that anyone they, in this movie has charm. <laughs> I, by the way, but, I, I'd like to point out that corn was domesticated first in Mexico. Uh, uh-huh. I'm looking it up right now. About yeah, and then they should. I mean, the about, fact that it, it was unknown 10, in the old years world. Ago. It was unknown in the yeah. old world until people came over from the West and that it's wheat that they probably would have been. Actually, you know what? Yeah. Maybe they did have corn. I don't know now that I think about it. Because when. No, corn when was Joe, like. Corn was one of these words that was used uh, to just refer to like. Various like types of grains. Okay, yeah, and, when they, Joseph and they haven't put the out a record dream, in years. Doesn't he? Doesn't he see corn in the dream? Remember, no, I know the, he, he sees a cat, a fat calf, and a skinny calf. And this I, is a this is an interpretation thing. This okay. is this is this is bad theology, is what this is. I see. So much the same way that uh, when Joseph had his dream uh, in the New Fifty Two, they retconned it. <laughs> <laughs> that uh, there's in uh, in the long list of things that are kosher and that are not kosher. Mm. There's one kind of animal that is not kosher. And when they were translating it into English, they're like, we don't know what this thing is. It's just call it a rabbit. We'll mm-hmm. just say rabbits. Uh, I wish I remembered the name of that animal. Anyway, we've gotten a minute into this movie. So let's say, so Samson and Caleb, they're stealing this corn that may not be historically accurate. Otherwise, the movie is very historically accurate all the time. Uh, I mean, it's about a super strong hero. So we know it's accurate. Uh-huh. But uh, Samson and Caleb, they lead the Philistines on a merry chase through a kind of mid-budget ancient village set. They don't look like brothers, right? They're not supposed to look like they're twin brothers or anything. They right? look, no. I mean, they're not twins, but they look neither. I mean, they're, they're, they look more like twins than Danny DeVito and Arnold Schwarzenegger <laughs> uh, in the movie of the same name. Elliot, you use that argument too often. I think it's unfair. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so they, not only do they not look like brothers in that, one of them is blonde, fair-skinned, and very wispy, and the other one is looks essentially Samoan. Sure, but yeah. they don't even look. Neither of them looks Jewish, and I don't they even look mean like, like. Yeah, they look like guys who went to the same wig shop. That's that's what they look like. <laughs> but they didn't even get the same color wig. Yeah, <laughs> no. They, they, it bothered me so much that the char- No one in this movie looks particularly Semitic, and they don't have to look like 
Woody Allen. Like they don't need to be like my kind of Jewish, but they don't even. Like, I think that would be hilarious. If <laughs> Everybody's like got Woody a Allen. corduroy blazer with uh, patches on the elbows. But, but imagine. I mean, they don't have to be college professors. But <laughs> imagine how much more of a miracle it is if Samson is super strong, but he's like a little nerdy guy. Mm-hmm. Like that's mm-hmm. a miracle. A huge guy with big muscles <laughs> hey, beating up a bunch of dudes. What a miracle, a miracle I've seen. <laughs> He's like, eh, I just, I hope that my God-given strength holds out because I don't know how many more people I can massacre with this jawbone. <laughs> uh, that's my character, uh, Woody Samson. Mm, but anyway, yeah. uh, it's a it's a problematic impression to do these days. <laughs> yeah. uh, so I'm just saying they could have gotten guys who looked more like they were, it, it feels like, Oh man, you're already gonna you're gonna steal the Samson stories from us, and then you're gonna cast this other guy and do it this way. Anyway, that's besides the point. There they go through this village. They're running around. Samson is a real flirty, charismatic rogue type. <laughs> he's quick with a joke, quick with a punch, and, and he's all he's like his face is like all eyebrows, like brow ridge and dimples. Like he's always smiling, this weird smile. No, he looks like a caveman. Like <laughs> let's let's not mince words here. <laughs> Uh, uh, I was he, trying to be nice. I was, yeah, and I was say, say that, that his, his dimples is, looked great. Looks like it was carved out of granite, which can be taken either way. But Dan, it's almost you like something. You were accusing him of looking like a throwback primitive human. I would say he looks like a caveman if you consider his dimples to be two beautiful caves. All right. <laughs> <laughs> well, but if, here's cave- thing, if he looked like a caveman, that would be better because you know what? Where people, a lot of people lived back then in caves because this was uh-huh. ancient times. <laughs> He uh, and to and to really show you that he's he's not just you know he's not just punches but he's also a charmer. Every time mm-hmm. they cut to him, he's in the middle of laughing at something that you didn't hear. <laughs> it's just him going, ha, 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 ha. and like it's like someone he had never laughed before, but someone played him a tape of someone laughing. And he's like, I got this. No I know problem. what this you is. You want to practice it once or twice? No, I got it. And like I got once it. in a while, you'll hear the end of what the brother was saying. Like there's one where the brother's like, you know. You wish that was true, brother. It's like you like. What were they talking about? He's also he's got he's got an eye for the ladies, and you know this because every time anything that could be a woman is on screen, he just looks at it. Yeah. And there's a scene later on where he's watching two women get water from a well, like leering at them, and they are so <laughs> totally covered up. Yes, you, you might as well think that two piles of laundry were getting water from a well. They are they just so covered in rags and veils, and he's looking at them like, nice, uh-huh. all right, yeah. It really like. That was because, erotic back then. Yeah, and the, and his love of watering holes gets him in trouble later. But I think we'll get to that. <laughs> we'll get, yes, that's true. So how deep the, that well. So, so he's he's run. Yeah, the guards catch on to their corn stealing scheme. Yeah, and he, they, they have they have he called, has to like Jackie Chan his way through the town, right? Yeah, I mean it's it, like I mean, the beginning of Aladdin, like basically. I wish he's it like, was like the beginning of Aladdin, singing Hilarious a song about how he has songs. to steal stuff. And with a villain a like a tenth as charismatic as Jafar. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> with the song be like, my name's Samson, strong as an ox. Did Don't we ho- have corn? <laughs> <laughs> I'll break those locks for that delicious corn. <laughs> Actually, the locks should have been a hair pun. But, uh, yeah. they, so they, oh, yeah, they lower good. themselves into the temple's corn vault, I guess, because I guess it's a subterranean temple. And I think that's uh-huh. where a cornhole comes from. <laughs> The hole they made yeah. to get some corn. <laughs> yep. So, okay, the Philistines are terrorizing the Hebrews. An evil prince named Rala, he's, uh, uh-huh. he kills an old man for asking for mercy, and his soldiers think it's pretty funny. But the Hebrews yeah. are justifiably disgusted mm-hmm. by this. Uh, and Samson's parents are like, Samson, the prophecy says you need to lead the tribe of Dan to vengeance. And now, okay, <laughs> tribe two of Dan. things. 
Um, two things. Once, <laughs> one, the parents are literally say vengeance. Like this is their holy mission is vengeance. Two, Dan, was it weird that this is the tribe of Dan? Did you think maybe you should be leading it? Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, I should this movie be called Dancing instead? And it's about <laughs> Ted Dancing. <laughs> I'm so ill-equipped to lead anything. Like, I can't decide what to do on the weekend. Like, <laughs> put me in charge of a bunch of people and be like, I don't, I don't know. What do you want to do? Yeah. So you're I'm say- so busy working where for you, it, you can't come up with plans. Where do you want to eat? <laughs> so you're saying the tribe of Dan, if it was more accurate, they would do a lot of, like, sitting around, sighing in their pajamas, just letting a cat walk all over them, that kind of stuff? I mean, letting a cat walk all over <laughs> you. It's a privilege for a cat to walk all over mm-hmm. you, Elliot. What are we doing this weekend, Tribe? I don't know. I guess we should just watch Stop Making Sense again. <laughs> <laughs> well, that really is the Tribe of Dan. Guys, when I got to Dan's apartment, uh, the TV screen had Strange Days paused on it. <laughs> wow. I mean, that's not that's, so bad. That's, I no, just but I feel like it's a very, days. it's you know, it's a Dan moment. Here's my image yeah. of Dan based on nothing. Here's the Tribe of Dan. What are we going to do today? Should we go outside at all? No. I'll just, let's just watch some of the porn we TiVo'd. It's 3 p.m. <laughs> yeah, whatever. That's my image. Wait. Is that accurate at all, Dan? Like afternoon TiVo'd porn I don't know watching? why you have to shame someone for watching porn in the afternoon. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's a, it's like, an everyday food. It's where the phrase <laughs> afternoon delight comes from. <laughs> really, yeah. is it? Yes. I think that's what the song's like, about. Do you, do you set aside a specific type time of night for your porn viewing, Elliot? Are you like... <laughs> <laughs> okay, Am I porn not, doing? Wait, are you porn like doing making porn or watching porn it? viewing? Oh, viewing. I are, like porn are, you, viewing. are you like? Is it like alcohol where you're like can't have it before five? Uh-huh. Yeah, because he's a fucking gremlin. Yeah, if I if I watch porn before midnight, then I turn into a gremlin. <laughs> if I watch it after midnight, I turn into a different kind of gremlin mm-hmm. and a, a guilty feeling one, <laughs> one who feels shame. Anyway, so Samson's parents want Samson to lead the tribe of Dan in vengeance. Samson, guys. Yeah, let's let's pump the brakes there. Samson, Samson's <laughs> Wait, have parents. Have we done anything other than pump the brakes so far? <laughs> I feel Samson's like Samson's parents. I think we're ignoring the fact that you know it's really great when you watch a movie in 2018 and one of your hero actors who had an amazing role early on in their career, like a career defining role, and then has since been doing nothing but like schlocky sci fi movies. Guys, I'm talking about Billy Zane in this movie. We're not even up to Billy Zane yet. <laughs> were you talking about Rutger Hauer? <laughs> <laughs> was, was that the fake out you were going for? That was for? the fake out I was going they for, Were you yeah. talking about Rutger Hauer? But uh, no, I got to say, Billy Zane's incredible in this movie. He's like, <laughs> he's like, you know what? What if, what if older Orson Welles wasn't quite as fat? <laughs> yeah, still looked out of shape, but... <laughs> what are you talking about? He looks great. And he'd lost his enthusiasm for life. Yeah, Ed was wearing and he, a and he's, crown from a party city. <laughs> yeah, Burger King Kids Club crown. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we'll get to that. Was that Rutger Hauer as, as the dad? Yeah, it yeah. was. I did not even recognize him. Oh, boy, that was the one good beard in the whole movie. Mm-hmm. I didn't re- oh, it also doesn't help that I was watching this on a laptop while I was doing the dishes, so maybe I just wasn't looking at him too closely. <laughs> no, the beards are fucking awful in this. Yeah, but, uh, okay, Samson, he doesn't want to listen to Rutger Hauer. He doesn't want to be a, a hero. And he, look, he's already followed God's three vows that he wants him to take. He's never touched a dead person. He's never <clears> drank wine, and he never cuts his hair. What more does God want from him? And it's like He God- really says, I've never touched a dead person. Like, that's something we all want to do. But he's like, I'm a great guy. <laughs> and yeah. the, and it's, I also love and that I- God is setting down these, like, gremlins-like rules. Yeah, do you think, 
I, I feel like they missed a beat, like they missed an opportunity when they made the poster for this movie. They should have had like, it should have said the three rules and then had the first two with like a red line through them. And then the <laughs> oh, last one just says, uh, never one cut never your cut hair. hair. Yeah. I mean, Dan, there are, there are, I mean, if at, here's a, here's a little primer on Judaism, Judaism 101. Judaism is all about rules. The more arbitrary, okay. the better. Never, <laughs> hey, Dan, never, uh, never cook a, uh, lamb in its mother's milk. You know why? Who knows? <laughs> Doesn't matter. Uh, hey, you know. Elliot, what else? I was watching a. I was watching a thing on the news about a kosher, a, a guy who makes kosher friendly, uh, like lettuce, and he has like a kosher friendly. Wait, 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 wait. Because there's, there's no, there's no. As far as I know, there's no kosher unfriendly lettuce. Lettuce yeah, yeah, yeah. is not an animal it, and has no blood. It, but it breaks kosher to accidentally eat an insect. Apparently. Oh, that's true. Mm. That's very true. So, uh, in in ye olden times, did they have like clean rooms, or was it just like inspect each piece of lettuce? I think I think in in uh, olden days they just kind of understood that. Hey, what are you gonna do? <laughs> like uh, they they were so busy trying to survive that it's like. You know, and also, I love, every, that, I love that that was like a rationale that the rabbis would make to God. Like, hey, what are you gonna do? <laughs> I mean, there's no more Jewish rationale than what are you gonna do? But <laughs> yeah. I mean, also, every every law can be broken if it means saving a human life. So yeah. if you're like, I'm starving to death, I'm gonna eat this lettuce, even if it has little bugs on it. God is like, that's cool, I understand. But uh-huh. if you're living high on the hog, which you shouldn't be either, because pigs are not kosher. <laughs> but let's say you're living high on a kosher animal, like a like a cow. God's, uh-huh. And if you're like, I'm not going to wash this lettuce, God would be like, whoa, 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 hold on, buddy. That rule's yeah. in place for a reason. That reason, I don't know. Even I don't know, and I'm God, yeah. but it's there, so don't do it. An evil general might burn out your eyes. I don't know. <laughs> Look, who knows? <laughs> so, uh, but Samson's, it seems very clear. Samson never seems to get the message that what God wants you to do is free your people, that these other mm-hmm. rules are kind of like subclauses in the main thing. So he's like, I did everything. He's like, the, uh, that student who does the assignment to the letter, mm. but doesn't go beyond in the spirit of the assignment. You know what I mean? I do. Sure. So doesn't he, at this point, he wanders off and gets in a wrestling match with a lion, right? No, that's much later. So now <laughs> we meet King Billy Zane for the first time wearing his Burger King Kids Club <laughs> crown. He wants to crush the Hebrews and he tells Prince Rolla, you got to stop Samson because Samson, he has this elaborate thing where he's like, he's like, Samson represents freedom and freedom represents hope and hope leads to rebellion and rebellion. Like he has this elaborate flow chart that he's going to show his princely son, his prince and his son, the prince Rala seems to be doing like a not very good Johnny Depp impression through the whole movie, like an English Johnny Depp. Uh, And I kept waiting for the moment when he would break into other Johnny Depp characters. Like he'd show up with scissor hands or something, but yeah, I mean, he's got, he's got a pretty sick smoky eye though. You know what I mean? Oh, very much. So. Yeah. And a great, like nineties pop punk goatee. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. He, he's, he's got a real, yeah, like a, a real three eleven goatee. Yeah. He's a real cherry Bob and Danny. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he's a guy who at a different time, you just you take off the prince costume and put on like a flannel shirt, and he's just a guy going to buy a Stone Temple Pilots album. Like that's right, yeah. that's all he's doing. Okay, so uh, Samson now he takes the challenge. So the prince to lure Samson out because even though he's famous, they still need to identify him. Uh, uh-huh. Samson takes the challenge of an Egyptian fighter named Balcom, uh, mainly mm-hmm. because he thinks the promoter's daughter Taryn is very pretty, which objectively 
She is. Movie, I can't fault your math on this one. She's a very okay. pretty that lady. actress was very beautiful. And uh, and Samson, he's so distracted glad by her. You're, that, glad you're going to the wall for that one. <laughs> hey, look, I'll go out on a limb and say this woman who has a starring role in a movie is attractive. Oh, wow. <laughs> so Samson, uh, he's distracted, so he takes a couple punches in Balkan, but then he wins by picking up a huge boulder and almost crushing him to death with it. Boy, a boulder well, that is at once Worse than the crown and the beards. It is a, like, Star Trek original series caliber foam boulder. It looks so not threatening, and everyone's like, stop, Samson! And it's like, that thing weighs one pound. I think they were more worried that the chemicals used in the manufacturing of the styrofoam of the boulder would give cancer to the Egyptian guy if he swallowed any of it. Long term. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. They're like, that little flakes could come off, and then they'll get everywhere, and they're impossible to clean. Because the static clean makes it stick to your hand. I also love that Samson is like down on the ground and he's like his like hands are vibrating on on the ground as if he's like, you know, drawing power from the earth like he's Superman or something like yeah. I mean I know that Superman draws the power from the sun, but the yeah. same. Well no, That's but there a, is the, there's the guy what's the name of the guy, Stuart, that Hercules fights who draws Oh, I can't yeah, I can't remember the one that he has to put him in like a fucking torture rack to kill him. Oh, I just uh, the story I heard pick him he up just, in the air and break yeah, he just, his back. He just holds him up in the air until he withers to death because he has to be in kind of his name's like Geostorm or something. I don't remember what it was. <laughs> yeah, because he has to be touching his mother Gaia or something. But you're right. Samson. So Samson says a prayer to God, and then the ground shakes under him, and it does look like he's absorbing power from the earth, which would be from Gaia. The Earth Mother, mm-hmm. which is not part mm-hmm. of the Jewish yeah, that's religion. Yeah, that's some polytheism. Well, also, they do not No, need. in Judaism, it is a male god who hates everybody. <laughs> I also thought it was just funny, though, because it was like Samson is constantly having to remind God that he's like the chosen guy. Mm-hmm. He's like, oh, I got beat <laughs> the up. chosen guy. Hold on a second. <laughs> I like, what, if, what if they said, they said, there's a prophecy that there will come a chosen guy. Yeah. <laughs> Soon your people will be freed by some dude. <laughs> he will be a pretty chill bro. And who are you? You say you are chum of the Jews? <laughs> That's what Pontius Pilate says to Jesus in uh, Jesus Christ Super Guy. <laughs> some guy the Jews went to college with? Well, 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 if this isn't the broheme of the Hebrews. (laughs) You seem like a nice dude. (laughs) (laughs) So anyway, uh, but Dan, you're right. So this is Samson's life. It is uh, get in trouble, pray to God for help, and then punch his way out of trouble. And it's just that over and over again. Not since Mad Men have I seen characters so trapped in a cycle of personal behavior mm, that they cannot mm, break out of? Mm, mm, and what I'm saying mm-hmm. is, yes, this is the madman of <laughs> biblical movies, I guess. <laughs> uh, of course, I'm not saying that. Madman's the greatest show ever made. Uh, so Samson's dad does not approve of Samson just fighting Egyptians and looking at beautiful ladies. He thinks Samson's lost sight of his true people. So anyway, the prince kills Balcom the Egyptian. He tells the, the fight promoter, you and your daughter work for me now. And then this mm-hmm. is when the king and the prince talk to each other and the king reveals the prince is like if Dagon's helps us Dagon be strong we will defeat these Hebrews they're already the Hebrews are already so beaten down the, the, yeah. the Philistines go in with impunity and just murder them and steal their food but it's still like we got to crush these people and the king is like look there's no real Dagon there's no God gods don't work <laughs> come on let me it's like uh that moment in uh, wrong about that motherfucker <laughs> Dagon <laughs> fight 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 come on movie so Dagon what how's it going <laughs> Pretty good, motherfucker. <laughs> Dagon, wow. it's a little intense. Wow, it's 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 yeah, you're going 110% here, Dagon. <laughs> yeah. you I mean, we're on your side. Well, not really. I don't worship sure, you, yeah. but yeah, but we, we want you to tell your side of the story. So Dagon, 
how'd that feel to be have have Billy Zane just say you're not mm, real? Mm-hmm, mm. Well, I'm half fish. <laughs> okay. So you're saying what? Is that a Titanic thing? I don't understand. <laughs> oh yeah. You know, I never saw Titanic. Everybody tells me I need to. What about the Phantom? Did you oh, like yeah. that? Love the Phantom. Phantom. <laughs> In modern superhero evil, movies baby. can't hold a candle to the Phantom. No, no, they can't. He really slammed evil. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so Dagon, what mm-hmm. brings you by today? You're going to promote uh, Double, <laughs> your, your new scripted podcast? <laughs> yeah, I know people are a little sick of hearing about it. But we're trying to get the word out. Okay, that's the Dagon bit. Thanks, yeah. everybody. Thanks for joining us, Dagon. <laughs> Bye. Uh, so the king is like, <laughs> wow. the king is like, gods don't exist. They're just symbols that we use for controlling people. And this is when you know, oh, he's the worst kind of bad guy. An atheist. Mm-hmm. Oh, damn. Mm-hmm. Billy Zane, oh, more like man. Billy Inzane. <laughs> Zane in the Memzane. More like Dan Zane's <laughs> children's musician. <laughs> Uh, so Samson's flirting with Taryn and they really hit it off. They have a moment where, uh, she says, she says, those who tangle with you, uh, like, you know, don't live, you know, get, uh, really, uh, regret it. And I thought her use of the word tangle was so hilariously anachronistic that they're in this kind Uh of fake high, high language, biblical English. And she's like, Hey, those who tangle with you, (laughs) what tangle? Come on. What is he? Some chosen guy? Could be another hair pun. Could be another hair pun. Mm-hmm. We're not seeing. Oh, yeah. that's fair. That's fair. Uh, so they're like they're they're all hot and heavy, right? Oh yeah, they are. And uh, meanwhile, the council and, well, and Rucker Howard's not into it. He's like, you shouldn't marry her. Who is Rucker Howard? His dad, yeah. Man- Manoa. Ruck, well, they don't like it because she's a Philistine and he's a Hebrew. It's a real West Bank story. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yay. Anyway, uh, and so and the the Hebrew council, which is just the old man of the village and Caleb, they're like, this is bad. Samson's no good. He's just always lusting after women. I wouldn't trust him with my daughter or my sister, let alone the future of our people. And Caleb is like, if it wasn't for his strength, maybe your daughter's sister would have no virtue left without his protection. Mm. And it's like, whoa, dude, that's a harsh threat. Sure. Like, so you, like, if Samson leaves someday, like something terrible is going to happen to all the women of the tribe because he's shown absolutely no protection of us so far. Like they, they, anyway, they are, they got big plans for Samson, but he doesn't seem to be living up to it. Long yeah. story short, Samson uh-huh. and the lady, they, they, Taryn. he proposed, Taryn, he proposes to her and she accepts. Yay. It's great. Uh-huh. And meanwhile, the prince is getting mad and he's griping about his dad, the king and how lame his dad is to his girlfriend, whose name is Delilah. Oh, huge, huge yeah. reveal. Huge reveal. He's like, my love, my Delilah, and it's like, oh, really? The only other and female the- character in the movie is going to be Delilah. <laughs> and then he then he looks at the camera and raises his eyebrows up into the sky. <laughs> and then Neil Diamond comes on and sings his famous song. That's right, Forever in Blue Jeans. <laughs> Wait, hold on a second. <laughs> I, the uh, I like Stuart, the idea that he raises his eyebrows up so high that it's like they're retiring them in the rafters of a basketball arena. <laughs> yeah, it's the opposite of a deal with it meme. <laughs> uh, so Samson and Taryn, they're going to get married at the kind of like biblical picnic because they have a basket with them. And his parents don't approve. Samson storms off into the misty forest and asks God for a sign. God gives him a sign in the form of a lion that attacks him, which if God first gave off, me that sign, I'd off, be like, God's mad at me. He does not want me to marry this woman. <laughs> the uh, the lion looked so bored initially. Like yeah. the tiger, the tiger in that fucking Neil Breen movie we watched seemed more into it than this lion. Oh, so the, the fight with the lion is worse than the fight between Michael Palin and the stuffed lion 
in the Scott of the Antarctic, Scott of the Sahara uh, sketch in Monty Python, where he is wrestling with a stuffed lion and then a man in a lion suit hits him over the head with a chair. <laughs> like, that was more convincing than this one. It was like Samson just hugged that lion for a while. Just hug it yeah. and then pull a King Kong and just snap his jaws. There are th- There's three seconds of a real lion that they rented and then he just fights with a Build-A-Bear. <laughs> <laughs> and then when Samson's son, he asks God for forgiveness. So, and it's like, I did not understand what was going on. Like, that's one of those things where maybe back then they just understood God's signs a little bit more clearly. Yeah. But I don't, it's, even when Moses saw the burning bush, God talked yeah. to him out of it. It was I mean, like it was Moses, a, it was a, Moses didn't see the burning a, bush and go like, oh, I see, I got to get a staff. I got to go with my brother. We're going to go save you for everybody from the Pharaoh. Commandments, you got it, bush on fire. Like, I don't know. It was a, it was a simpler time back then. So this is, this is the point where the movie starts getting a little bit wild for me. Okay. Cause, Cause then this is where Rala starts talking to maybe Delilah or maybe the King about, or maybe Delilah convinces Rala about how she, he should allow the marriage to happen because he can control Samson. Yes. that I was trying it, to figure out his, his motivation here. It's this weird thing where she says to, to, to Rala, you have to give permission for Taryn to marry Samson. So if you give him his wife, he owes you and you'll be under his control. and You'll have his strength at your command, which is not a terrible strategy. Like uh-huh. win over his trust by giving him the love of his life. And then you have that leverage over him. that You could always take it away. But the prince is like, ah, of course. And then right away is such yeah, an immediately asshole is like, He's a huge dick and then tries to murder him. It's yeah. crazy. He's like, he's like, that's right. I can control him and have his strength working for me. Okay, hot shot, riddle contest. And if you lose, yeah. you either have to give me 30 tunics or I kill your wife. And he's like, wait, what? How does this fit into your plan? Now, this Why does he sp- want so many tunics? <laughs> this also... To get, before we get to that, because uh, he let, wants to live like his favorite character actor, Alan Tunick, who's <laughs> great both on camera and as a voiceover artist. Oh, he's great. He's just amazing. Wait, where's that guy's Oscar? He was Oscar? great as K-Tunick-S-O. <laughs> what? Uh, Alan Tunick was K-2-S-O in Rogue, Rogue One? I don't remember robot names. Oh, that's okay. Anyway, I, he was. Oh, <laughs> Elliot, wow. trust me, what I said was Fucking very woo-er funny. over here. Okay, uh, there's also, this is after the scene, though, where Samson- don't remember robot names? Yeah. Huh. Name a robot. Yeah. I won't remember it. <laughs> uh, Robocop. <me>. Who? <laughs> Terminator. <laughs> it's, what? It's fucking Murphy is his name, by the way. <laughs> fucking Murphy? Is that a robot? Okay. Name anyway. that, well, he's, one Robocop's a cyborg, not a robot. So Wow. And the Terminator is also a cyborg. So boo-hoo, you lose. I haven't, I haven't a, taken to school. Name a real robot for me. I, I can't. I have no more. <laughs> You're like, they're all cyborgs. Lobot. Have we talked about the riddles yet? Cause yeah, we're... we're We'll get there. Okay, so dipping our toes in the riddle territory. So before before the rehearsal dinner, Samson is wandering through the forest, sees the carcass of the lion he killed, and just reaches (laughs) into it and pulls out some globby crap and eats it. And he's and it's It's like fucking honeycomb. It's honey. It's a honeycomb. But wait, the lion's carcass was a honeycomb hideout. (laughs) But is this something that is it common knowledge? He's like a bear who like goes through. No, no, no. Excuse me. Is it common knowledge among the human population of the world (laughs) that honey that bees routinely squat in lion carcasses and turn them into honeycombs because this was the yeah. first I've ever heard of it. 
Because he, he snatches that honeycomb and then he looks at the sky and he goes, uh, sweet from the strong meat or something. He says, he says, we something, he says, he says eat something he says to eat from the eater, something sweet from the strong. But it's also like, and then he says, dig him, dig him. Stupidest goddamn thing. And this is, this is a literal quote from the Bible that I'm calling the stupidest goddamn thing. Because he's just uh-huh. like. So was this scene in the, so Dan, that riddles from the Bible? Yeah, from the, what? What is it like? From the strong, from the eaters, from, from the, the strong? eaters, something to eat, something strong, something sweet, or something now, like that. But it was just also was the part where he pulls honey out of a lion's carcass, also in the Bible. Yes, that's okay. also in the Bible. But wait, that's not a riddle, dude. <laughs> well, that's what I. That's why I wanted to talk about. <laughs> Calm it, down. It's Calm not down. Anyway, Dan, settle down. I know you get mad about riddles, but anyway, <laughs> it's not so, like we're asking you to name a robot. <laughs> <laughs> Come on. So at the so we'll say at, okay at the wedding rehearsal they have a little bit of a riddle contest uh they the print and uh I mean I was just says, I was just at a wedding guys I was at a wedding on a was boat the riddle contest there <laughs> that was the thing there was no riddle contest it was, was there on a, a boat. fiddle contest no but there was this little kid that was on the dance floor and he was doing the Homer Simpson line aside like the curly thing where oh, yeah. he runs we'll in a circle but he was he was doing it while dabbing the whole time and I've never felt more inadequate on a dance floor <laughs> that's really great so uh, Samson is like so first the prince tricks Samson into drinking some wine which is not cool and it's one of those things where he's like oh, I broke my vow but it's like let's look at the motive here you thought you were drinking water God let can I can I appeal to you, God, that if he didn't do it on purpose, that he didn't break his vow? Because it's it's kind of like uh, if somebody dropped a dollar and then uh-huh. a day later you saw it on the ground and picked it up. Did you steal from that person? You don't know who it belongs to. I, d- I don't know. So in this case, he's talking to Rala, who's being a serious dick right away. Yeah. And he's like, hey, have a drink with me. And he gives him some shit. And he's like, yeah, <laughs> it's not wine. And then he drinks it and realizes it's wine immediately. Like it was clearly it was wine. There, the, he wasn't <laughs> going to give him something that wasn't wine, right? That, that's true. I guess he didn't think it's not that he thought Samson was pregnant and gave him like club soda that looked like a gin mm. and tonic or something like. Yeah, that. yeah, it's not a mocktail. So they have their riddle contest, and the riddle contest stakes are clear. If if Samson wins, he gets thirty tunics, which I guess me, mm-hmm. which I thought it was like a strip riddle contest that like. The prince and all his men were going to take their clothes off. Yeah, I thought we were going to see too. some dong too. Yeah, and but if <laughs> if the prince wins, that Samson can either bring thirty tunics or allow his wife to be murdered. And <laughs> and so Samson, being a real egotistical guy, and he's come up with this amazing riddle when he stole that honey from the lion's body because apparently in biblical times bees were just looking for lions to build their houses in. <laughs> Like I, this is something I've never heard of anywhere else, and it made me so mad. Well, this is like the the most unfair fucking riddle. When he's like, he tells this thing that he like this like little bit of dog roll that he like made up while he was wandering around. He says the dumbest shit, and, and then he like, gives them all a look like he's a fucking man. Yeah, like he's Edward Nigma himself. Smug look about this riddle, and not not since it's what like, have I got in my pocket has there been such an unfair riddle. It's like when somebody fucking kills me in Overwatch and then starts fucking teabagging me, and I'm like, come on, man. This wasn't even a fair fight. I was playing a bad character. <laughs> you can wait, hold on. I mean, that raises a lot of questions about how Overwatch functions, that you can teabag the bodies afterwards. Yeah, it's like any video game. Jordan, back me up on this. Stu's right. <laughs> okay. Uh, once again, Stu Balls and Georgina are, are sticking together. Uh, so, Dan, what, so the riddle, the answer is, of course... 
like a honey and the lion or something like that. Like it's it's yeah. the, the answer. It is a bad riddle. But what would your riddle be, Dan? If you want, so let's say it's your rehearsal dinner. What this the prince fuck is kind of this prince me out, put me on the spot. Bullshit is this? <laughs> You're Mr. Wait. Riddles. You're the guy who couldn't wait to talk about this <laughs> riddle. And yeah, Dan's been on his phone up. the last twenty I'm minutes looking this up is riddles. An unsolvable riddle. That's what I'm saying. Like nothing. <laughs> like all right. Here's the other thing. The the other riddle that was said at uh you know at the thing was like i think you're paraphrasing now the other riddle that the guy (laughs) said was something about like i run when the when the sun comes what am i or something like that and it was (laughs) like he's like the answer is a star and i'm like all right. Well, it could have been the moon. I mean, my guess it could have been have, it could have been just, darkness. I have it could have been any number of fucking things. Riddle guy. Well, I mean, that's riddles though. <laughs> riddles are dumb. But I, I would I have to assume if Samson said the moon, which was my guess, the prince would have been like, "All right, judges. <laughs> yes, I will accept the moon. You will receive fifteen tunics. Yeah. <laughs> have credit, partial credit, and I'll just I guess just cut off your wife's arm. Sure, we're both winners on this one, Samson. But uh, it, it's <laughs> he goes. Judges, Book of Judges. Yes, they're saying that <laughs> they'll accept it. But at uh, least that's a solvable riddle. The other, like Samson's riddle is not a solvable. So riddle. you're that's saying so? This is where the movie really stretched its believability <laughs> right. for you. It wasn't that's that right. he's a super strong man who gets his powers from a deity, and also apparently doesn't have a job or need to do anything for a living. Even though his people are starving and could just have time to go tarry with Taryn on the beach, he also lives in a place that is so close to the beach. So close to a forest and so close to a mountain, which I guess is Israel now that I think about it. <laughs> but uh, yeah, what is this Middle Earth? But the thing that you really that really bothered you is this is a bad riddle. Yeah. So yeah. is it possible that riddle technology had just not been developed at that point? Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. I think I think that's a big part of it. So the so the bad guy guesses the riddle or he like ferrets well, it out. So or the bad guy like? says, "Find me the answer to that riddle." To Delilah, and Delilah tells Taryn. We gotta find the answer to that riddle. You still work for me, bitch. And because because mm-hmm. Delilah's a real nasty person to Taryn, and so Taryn yeah. says to Samson, "If we're gonna be married, we can't have any secrets." And he's like, "We don't have any." And she goes, "Well, what was your riddle all about?" <laughs> and he, and if I was if I was him, I'd have been like, "I don't know, it's some dumb riddle or something." This is not a sign of our marriage. But he goes, "Okay, it's it's a lion and honey <laughs> or something like that." And Delilah overhears this mm-hmm. and tells the prince. So the prince gets it right in the morning. And he's like, Samson, where are my 30 tunics that you owe me? And Samson's like, oh, shit. I don't have 30 <laughs> tunics. What so am I, he like super runs rich? Through a fucking, he runs through a wall or something. Like, <laughs> That's right. There's a Samson-shaped <laughs> hole in the wall. Yeah. <laughs> I, like, I got to get the tunics, dude. And uh, he I'm runs off to, crazy. I guess, he's got to find, he, I, I mean, if I was him, I'd just go home to the tribe and be like, guys, I need a solid. Everyone <laughs> give me your tunic. Right. Take them shirts off. Like, I, but this is my only tunic. Look, my wife's going to be killed if I don't have this tunic. Is your clothing more important than my wife? Yeah. Keep in mind also, I'm super strong. And Or even, hey, guys, I'll lead you to freedom, but the price is 30 tunics. Like, that's all he's got. Or just take pick up Taryn and run away with her because you're super strong, dude. Just go yeah. somewhere with and her. And maybe he doesn't know the extent of his powers yet, but he can one-shot kill anyone. Yeah. Like, it seems like yeah. now is the time. To use your one punch one kill powers because he shows uh-huh. up with he 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 finds these philistines and he's like hey give me your tunics and the philist oh but well, first he's at a well and he starts drinking <laughs> some water and the, yeah the so philistine he runs can't... off and he 
And he pulls a fucking straight up Terminator. He's like, your clothes, give <laughs> them to me. <laughs> that's, I, at first, I thought it was a reference to Terminator that they were doing this. Like, oh, okay. Samson's doing like a callback. It's like, your tunics, I'm going to need them, and your motorcycle. Yeah. But, clothes, and then Bad to the Bone starts playing. Samson just, his plan seems to be to just run away. Like, okay, uh, I can't get the tunics. I'll, I, don't, I don't have a wife, I guess. I'm just going to run off, start a new name, a new life under a new name. Now my name is uh, Gramson. My name's Gramson, and I'm not even doing anymore I'm, I'm from the tribe of glan i'm gramson from the tribe of glan and I, maybe i'm not super strong maybe i'm just like a guy like i look strong but i'll pretend i can't pick up things so no one will know and it's like he's he's very thirsty from all that running the philistines say don't drink that that's for philistines only and he says give me your tunics and then punches the that lead philistiner once kills him with one punch and the other philistine guys are like whoa and and he uh like then just punches the rest of them yeah, to death. Punches them all while some of his tribes people watch and are freaked out. Yeah, <laughs> reasonably yeah. so. At the and end then of he, it, yeah, at the end of it, she's there. He's like, "Why are you so scared? I'm here to help you." And he's just like, "You just." They're like, "You're gonna murdered. fucking, you're gonna fucking combo us to death." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she's like, we, "This is ancient times." All we know is you're some crazy guy who walked up, <laughs> punched 20 men to De- 30 demanded, men to your death. Demanded clothes. Your fucking super up. meter is totally jacked up at this point. <laughs> yeah, you, you could do like a, a uh, an NBA jam like fire dunk at this point. We don't want to get anywhere near you. Uh, but he can't take the tunics off of those guys because he vowed to God he'd never touch the dead. Mm. But he does it anyway. And he returns with a net full of tunics to find the prince is like, he must have been gone for... 10 days because the prince is like, Oh yeah, you were gone for so long. We had to finish the wedding ceremony. So I married Taryn and Samson does not like the sound of this. They try to capture yeah. Samson, but he runs away to a cave full of foxes. Yeah. <laughs> and Dan, is that in the Bible also that he this found a cave the Bible. full of foxes? Yeah. The, this is how you know that it's accurate. The Bible, to the, Bible. the last Jedi, right? It's because <laughs> nothing, nothing this wacky would be, would be in this movie if it was not actually in the Bible. All the stuff that doesn't make sense is straight from the Bible. So he ties burning, uh, wood to the bo- to the fox's tails and lets them loose in the Philistine wheat field and burns their their uh, their crops. And Samson's like, I'll burn all your crops if you don't give me Taryn. And the prince is like, fine, take Taryn and throws her over a wall to her death. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Thus, I, I, yeah, you were saying that was your favorite part of the movie, Dan. You thought it was hilarious. i thought that was really cruel, but whatever, man. I'm just a normal guy. I, you know, I like seeing other people in pain. Yeah. <laughs> uh, no, that was I mean I thought that was hilarious though like he's like I gotta <laughs> you're like you're like I would never think that's funny that's a joke anyway seriously I found <laughs> it hilarious no 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 not that part the the fox's <laughs> part like he's like I I gotta get my revenge on these people by burning their crops but I'm gonna you know what I'll let the foxes be the fall guy here well so I'm gonna torture these foxes but it's yeah. not like I, maybe he also wanted revenge on the foxes from like a <laughs> yeah. deleted scene and this was like a double revenge <laughs> well, he's just like killing his way through all the animals he's like I killed a lion time for me to take these foxes out sure because there's I, I don't they were be- very cute I, they were very cute they were like fennec foxes mm. they're really cute looking but they had longer tails the uh I, I mean, fennec foxes, I guess, would have been native to the area, possibly. They're <coughs> desert foxes. So anyway, uh-huh. we don't need to talk about fennec foxes. Just go to the Prospect Park Zoo, and you'll see some for yourself. <laughs> uh, I would be, and, and you'll get to see, of course, the Mata Mata, coolest of the turtles. You're the coolest turtle in the universe. Yeah, mm-hmm. at the Prospect Park Zoo, Prospect Park, mm-hmm. Brooklyn. Anyway, red so, like a real party, dude. Take the kids. Mm-hmm. And what, Dan? We got red pandas now, too. 
Red pandas. I mean, that's my favorite panda. They've had red pandas for a while, but they got baby red pandas now. Oh yeah, oh, they did a year ago. They're probably well, all grown. They up won't now. for long because I'm going there and stealing them. <laughs> uh, but I doubt there was a scene that they cut out where Samson is like foxes. Here's the plan. And the foxes are like, hee hee hee, you got it, Samson. Like he's a bird to death for you. They just yell at him. It's like the omen. This is for you, Samson. It's all for you. Uh, they try to capture Samson, he runs away, all that stuff. The prince kidnaps Samson's dad to make Samson show up. And Samson gives himself up. Once he is ready to surrender. Yeah, and, his, uh, and his brother Chad or whatever shows up and finds him. Caleb. 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 And they, and they have a really awesome conversation in... Uh, in front of a green screen uh, <laughs> cave, because I guess they couldn't film in a cave? Their cave budget ran out after the <laughs> right. fox scene. Uh, so uh, Samson, he's like, Samson, now's the, now that the prince has killed your wife, maybe now you can lead our people and kidnap your dad. Maybe now mm-hmm. you can lead our people to freedom. And he's like, no, I'll free our people by giving myself up. I don't care what they said. I will surrender and give myself away. You know, like the song. Anyway, and so he's ready to give himself up, and the prince is like, good, I'll let your father live. And then he walks from and goes, JK, 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 I'm going to kill your dad right now, right in front of you, and then I'm going to burn down your village. Watch this. And the, the troops kill his dad. Samson is uh, so mad that he bursts the bonds that they tied him up with, and now his super strength, he just hulks out, and he goes uh-huh. crazy, picks up a very, very conveniently placed uh, ass's jawbone, yeah, and the uh, the the bad guy's like, I told you not to give him a jawbone. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I thought you said do give him a jawbone. You say yeah, like Elliot, you say ass's jawbone as if it's a common weapon, like as if it's like one of the weapons in Clue or something. Yeah, yeah. No, but it's only famous because Samson used it. Right. Yeah, let's make it clear that the yeah, there's a there's a there was a donkey who who died, and there's a jawbone there, and like that's what he's going to use to murderize some people. Yeah, yeah. I'm sure the filmmakers were like. This jawbone is going to be the new Darth Maul's double-ended lightsaber. Right. Oh, yeah, Every sure. kid at Christmas wants the uh, styrofoam jawbone so he can be just like his hero, <laughs> Samson. Yeah, yeah. Just like his hero. The Samson set comes with the jawbone, a very fake wig, and a faker-looking beard. <laughs> uh, he, and he kills so many dudes. And oh, it helps man. that all these troops attack him mostly one at a time in classic movie bad guy fashion. Now, in the and Bible, just, it's a thousand people. So I, I mean I don't know I don't think they have a thousand people in the movie but that's that's I don't the think there's a thousand people in the entire cast or crew a thousand people have not seen this movie <laughs> <laughs> but but they it is an but it's an impressive amount of people that he kills and you got it goes on for a while they pile and, up on top I of mean, him and he prays to God kill, and throws them off again <laughs> what a kill streak I mean come on one life that's amazing a thousand people <laughs> oh yeah he had no continues he was out of continues yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, it was it's got to be I quite mean, an spent, Xbox achievement. This is, I mean, this, what is heaven but the ultimate continue? <laughs> um, but you don't continue. You do a new thing, right? Uh, hard to say. Okay, good point. Uh, we'll find out when we get there, if we get there. <laughs> oh, boy. Oh, boy. I hope we don't live forever. I, no, I'm more worried I'm going to end up in one of those Chinese Buddhist hells where you're in your tiny little office and you just have to do bureaucratic work all day. Oh, no, I didn't know that was an option. Oh, it's not an option. I mean, you don't get to choose. It's not like... It's not, <laughs> no. it's not, <laughs> an option. Oh, I, it's, 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 which speak, hell do you want to be in? Which reminds me... I was wondering if, so there's all those political cartoons, not political, there's all those editorial cartoons whenever a famous person dies, 
that shows that famous person showing up in heaven and St. Peter being like, God's going to love having you around, mm-hmm. you know, like, I fucking uh, hate that shit. Like There's Anthony one when B- Anthony Bourdain died that where he was like, just fucking grinning. And I'm like the man committed suicide. <laughs> yeah, so you're saying he's in hell right now. Well, that gets me to the point no, where I want to say, which, which is that why don't they do ones like that? Where, uh, when a bad person dies, where the devil is greeting them at the door or it's like Saddam Hussein, glad to have you aboard. <laughs> Cause I'd like to see those. <laughs> Like whenever I mean, a bad are you, person are, dies. Are you complaining about those uh, like cartoons or tweets where people are like, mm, Prince David Bowie, heaven's got a hell of a band now. And you're <laughs> yeah. like, oh, thanks for boiling down, boiling them down to their one skill. Also, I mean, I mean, it is fair to miss them as musicians, but uh, but to, I'm, as uh, even for their re- contributions to film and fashion. But it's almost like the, what I don't like about that is it's like, yeah, Heaven already has the best band. Like, it wasn't like they were just waiting. It's not like David Bowie and Prince together are better than all the great musicians who ever lived throughout and all of history. Bradley Noel of Sublime. <laughs> <laughs> we're but, just going to watch Bradley Jam. But I just imagine Mozart and Friends List and, like, Buddy Holly and the and John Lennon are all playing a song together, and then God looks over and Prince and David I mean, Bowie are gone, and he goes, I shut mean, that shit off, shut that shit shut- off. The real musicians are here. John Lennon physically abused his wife, right? So he probably isn't up there, right? I mean, yeah. if I mean, no, and let's just be honest. No professional musician is ending up in heaven. They're all pretty they all lead pretty crazy lives. Maybe ironically, Pat Boone. Mm. Which I guess right. is not ironic okay. since he's very much a Christian musician. Yeah, but, exactly. Uh, Danny Dan staring off into the middle distance trying to <laughs> trying to rationalize liking uh problematic musicians right now. Uh, yeah, no, that's not what I was doing. Thanks Dan's for putting like, thoughts in my head, Dan's though. like, is R. Kelly really a bad guy? Yeah, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> is he a goodie or a baddie? Look, he doesn't have to be your Kelly as long as he remains our <laughs> Kelly. Mm-hmm. So, okay, is he a goodie or a baddie? Dan, <laughs> I, think, Dan... I think Elliot's going into joke jail for that, <laughs> that joke. <laughs> I should. Okay, anyway, uh, Samson, this is, a, this is one of your marquee Samson moments. You go to see the Samson movie you want to see the scene where he kills all those guys with the jet with the jawbone and i gotta say the movie does not stint on it they you see him kill a lot of guys with that jawbone there's all sorts of slow-mo no for me like for an overtly christian movie like this is the fucking meat of the 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 feast you know like oh yeah this is some tasty yeah, treats something sweet from the strong eater from the eater. <laughs> <laughs> yeah if we can make a boy out of trees, we can make a pencil out of boys. I mean, this is the sort of scene where, like, I'm a little disappointed they didn't do a fucking close-up as soon as his hand hits the jawbone, and then he raises it up in the air, and he goes, I have the power. Here's what they should have done. When his hand, they should have, they should have shown his hand reaching for the jawbone, freeze-framed. A guy in sunglasses pops up and goes, you know what's happening. And then yep. he, his hand. Then he goes gra- toasty every time he hits somebody. <laughs> his uh. hand grabs the jawbone and you just hear, ah, y'all ready for this? And, yeah. then, bop, 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 bop. and then he just wails on these guys and he just, he kills a lot of them and he hits the prince last. He hits him so hard in the face that it scars him, uh, but does not kill him. Classic bad guy scar though, right across the eye. Oh, right down yeah. his eye. And it also makes it classic- look like he's crying a fake tear. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, and classic bad guy thing that he comes back, which again uh-huh. I don't. I think this is Dan. Is that in the original that no, they thought the, the prince was dead, but he comes back? This prince whole, is all made up, right? The whole second half of the movie where they're like, where they have cool beers, where the prince is like the big villain, and and like he he maintains his status as like Samson's antagonist, and then like also where Delilah is kind of like 
like into Samson even after she betrays him. Like that's all bullshit. That's all from the book of Gladiator, right? Yeah. The book of best picture winner Gladiator. Exactly. Uh, so Samson now he's like, okay, now I'm gonna allow myself to be appointed as judge. And they anoint him with oil, as they would all of the future kings of Israel. And oh, I thought that was kings. like honey or something. No, no, that's holy oil. Because uh, I'm like sweet for the strong meat, you know? <laughs> it was actually butter-flavored topping, and then Samson looks right into the camera and says, uh, visit the concession stand. <laughs> uh, uh, Samson, they anoint Samson, and they go, you are now the leader of the tribe of Dan. And he goes... Also, can you pour some sugar on me? Because I'm hot, sticky, sweet. There you go. Mm-hmm. And yeah. and they said and then a really long strip club scene. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, I mean, there kind of is later, but so. But what's weird is that Samson's like, "Yes, I will be your judge now, and I will lead you to freedom." And then it's uh, the king is uh, the prince is like, "Hey, he's not dead yet." He goes, "Hey, Dad, now can we fight and kill Samson?" And the king is like, "No, I'm mad at you, but I have to make peace with Samson." Because I don't want to, I don't want to have any trouble with the Hebrews. And it's like, what was the, what were you doing this whole yeah, time? The motivations are so crazy. It's, and the prince is so mad, he smashes a statue of Dagon and tells Delilah, "I will take Samson's power because he realizes now who the true god is, and it ain't Dagon." <laughs> oh shit! Anyway, many years later, as the Chiron says, everything's pretty much the same except now Caleb and Samson have these super fakey. And Mad TV sketch oh beards God, that we've been talking about. <laughs> Everyone looks like the Monty Python guy that says it's. <laughs> Every character in the movie at some point looks like the Monty Python guy who says it's. And it's it's like, guys, just calm down with those beards. Make them look normal. Don't make them look like the biggest beards ever. Like, you don't need to make it look like you stole the beard off of that Rasta catfish Muppet from that, from that Jim Henson Tonight you, you Show. Or you shaved... You shaved all three of ZZ Top's beards and sewed them together. <laughs> I mean, technically, there's only two beards in ZZ Top, okay. but that's okay. Well, Frank Dan meant their pubic hair, which you put together to make one beard. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> yeah. that's, that's, they call it ZZ Bottom. Like, yeah. look at where you're putting the money, movie. Like, mm-hmm. this is a story. Like, hair is such a part of this story. It you is know? the most important element to like, the Samson costume. It is like how in X-Men Origins Wolverine, his claws uh-huh. look like shit. Like, <laughs> yeah. this is where you put the money. This is the thing. This needs to look good. Everything else can look kind of shitty, but this needs to look good. So here's what, how I imagine that conversation went. is that The director of the movie was like, I need the best, most realistic, most luxurious beards and hair you can get. And the accountant was like, well, let me look at the budget. Uh, we have 75 cents for the hair budget. Mm-hmm. How is that possible? <laughs> it's a Samson movie. We should, the budget is easily $10,000. Let's, let's, uh, let's at least, well, actually the budget's much bigger than that. You're the director of a movie and you think the movie could be made for $10,000. <laughs> Look, this is my first movie. Most of my films before were Dogma 95. And I decided I'm finally going to get some of that big Hollywood money and make this Samson epic. So tell me, let's break down the budget. Well, Rutger Hauer doesn't come cheap, that's for sure. Billy Zane doesn't come cheap, that's for sure. You want them in your movie, don't you? Yeah, I guess And they're like, how about we only shoot Billy Zane in one scene filled with as many babes as possible? You mean two? Okay, fine, (laughs) we can do that. Two babes who are as covered up as I've ever seen a woman and they're they're (laughs) braiding each other's hair. Now, let's go through the rest of the, the budget, shall we? Okay, caves doesn't come cheap. We can't afford it through the whole movie. We're going to have to green screen some of them. Okay, tunics. We need at least 30 just for one scene alone. That's a lot of money. Lions. We need to rent a real lion so they can fight. Uh, well, can't we do it with like a fake lion? 
Yeah, mm-hmm. okay, sure. We'll get a fake lion, which actually in a weird way costs more than a real mm-hmm. lion. Okay, let's look at this. Other actors. Sure, we need some, right? Okay, sure. Corn. What else are they going to steal from Dagon's Temple? Okay, good point. Foxes. Those aren't free. Are you sure? Yeah, they're not free. Why do you think rich people hunt them? Okay, well, fox, you make a good point. Foxes aren't free. Now, you add up all those things, including rocks, asses, jawbones. Yeah. You know how hard those are to come by? Very. Really? They I, wonder how just... many, I wonder how many they went through filming that scene. Oh, they kept breaking. Fucking, yeah, he's smashing dudes with it. Just wail on them. So that doesn't leave us a lot of money for beards and wigs. Okay, I see your point. Get me... Get me a ball of yarn and a, ch- and a child's school glue stick, and we'll do this upright. <laughs> and so they, their beards are, it is terrible. They're so funny. And the first, it was like, that was the moment when I was like, wait a minute, is this movie a prank? <laughs> like, guys, am I being pranked right now? Did Jordan make this movie as a prank on us? <laughs> I, guess, I don't know if you guys had the same feeling I had when I, when I fired up this movie in my movie player, uh, and I'm seeing all these fucking hot credits showing up, and the the uh, you know I recognize some of them, and then the 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 credits for the production company Pure Flix showed up, and I'm sure that's meant to be a Christian thing, but for some reason it sounds like a porno company. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean it looks like the logo in front of HBO late night movies. Yeah, it, it is that caliber of production company logo. I was like, it's I mean it's a softcore level of production budget on a lot of this. Like there was there were times when it was like okay. You mean by Billy into, Zane showing up? <laughs> even yes. with Billy Zane. It's like at some point it's going to turn into like a Fred Olin Ray movie. And it's just about Misty Monday taking her top off in someone's <laughs> rec room basement. Like that's that's what this is good to, That was mostly for Dan, that reference there. Oh, uh, no, I seem to like it. it. But anyway, it's a, it's a cheap movie. And the cheapness really shows in the beards, which, as we mentioned, is one of your key costume elements for the Samson story. So anyway, okay. the king and Samson meet. Samson's like... We're either going to have a war or you've got to reduce our tribute. Notice Samson isn't even like, we have to be free. He's like, just don't make us pay you so much grain every day. And and Billy Zane says, no deal. I want the heart of the ocean, Le, which mm-hmm. is called, uh, what's what's it called in French? Oh, I Damn. don't know. Le Cours de la Mer? Yeah, yeah, you got it. Anyway, and Samson's like, is that this movie? And Billy Zane is like, look, I'm just reliving back when I was a movie star. <laughs> uh the, You've seen the Phantom, right? <laughs> mm-hmm. I smashed evil. What was that Lake, other one I made with I Nicole Kidman? I was in Lake Consequence. Dead calm. <laughs> Dead calm. Uh, so Delilah finds... So Samson is walking the streets, dejected, because he, he can't make a deal. A woman comes up and says, <laughs> Samson, you're famous. I have a an inn where men of your kind can pray and be in solitude. And it turns out to be like a party hotel whorehouse. And he's in his room... And, and like he's trying, tricked again. What the fuck, dude? In his like, what? He got tricked again, just like with the wine. Like, fucking pay more attention. <laughs> it's also, it's at this point, I think Samson is just, like, playing this whole, oh, no, I've been tricked because he oh, wants I'm to drink dummy. wine and go to a brothel. Yeah, that's that's possible, too. Whoops. Honey, God, honey, I didn't know. My <laughs> friends took me. I thought that uh, I thought that Chesties <laughs> was a gym. <laughs> it said gentleman's club. I'm a gentleman. I'm a very gentle man, despite the people I've murdered. I thought the people I was touching were alive, but they were dead bodies. <laughs> I thought they were just sleeping. Yeah, but I was touching them. Uh, so yeah. he goes to this hotel, and uh, he's a real buzzkill. Delilah finds him there and says, he's in danger. She's not with Rala anymore. She lies to him. And then the Philistines attack, and they're like, 
you murderer, you killed my brother when you killed all those troops, which is, and this is the one thing in the movie where I was like, all right, that's a, that's an interesting fair point is that even though they're all ADR lines that were thrown in at the last minute to give the crowd something to say while chasing Samson, the fact that these men that Samson killed are just for a moment treated as human beings who had families in the Philistine Uh kingdom and not just nameless NPCs that he could just mow down and then they dissolve away and turn into meat that he can eat for more <laughs> to power up his energy bar uh, yeah. or cash that he can use go, to buy weapons yum like in gauntlet <laughs> <laughs> that they're, he's not just fighting a bunch of abobos that he can double dragon into food uh so it's like there is that there was one moment was like okay movie you know what i like that instance that the philistines have a reason to be mad at samson they don't know the story of that thing all they know is their brother was a, it was a soldier in the philistine army and Samson single-handedly killed him. And I'm like, okay. Killed him with a fucking jawbone. And with a jawbone, the most insulting way to kill someone. Unless he like, the only worst way was if he pooped in his hand and then shoved it down everyone's throat until he choked to death. Or afterwards, if he just kept hitting the crouch button over and over on top of their (laughs) dead body. And you're like, come on, dude, your character is so much better than mine. (laughs) Samson was the original teabagger. Yeah. (laughs) There is that moment after he kills them all with the jawbone, and then he goes, I pwned you noobs. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, like, but I turned group chat off. I didn't even hear that. <laughs> so the Philistines chase them. Delilah and Samson escape by ducking behind a curtain for a moment. The classic, mm-hmm. oh, well, if we move over here, everyone will forget where we are. And then he prays to God for strength, and he pushes open some huge locked gates. to the, They're like the city gates to get mm-hmm. away. Boy, in this movie, people really hang out and give Samson time to say his strength prayer. Yeah. Like it takes <laughs> yeah, a power long up. time. Uh, yeah. And they really it's just al- hang out. It's almost like they're, they're like trying to get him to do it. <laughs> <laughs> they want to say like, Hey, Hey idiot. Wouldn't it be weird if you got strong right now? <laughs> oh boy. Probably shouldn't pray to God. So you're saying that Samson is being treated the way that teen wolf was being treated. Where yeah, people yeah, like, yeah. oh, get him mad so he wolfs out. Then our basketball I, team will win. What if it feel ended like with a basketball Wolf, contest? I feel like Teen Wolf is uh, just a modern retelling of the Samson story. That's modern, mm, right? Yeah, it's all about yeah. hair. Hair, Same, hair same epic. Yeah, yeah. yeah and, a, and a woman who uh, tempts him when really mm-hmm. his true love, Boof, is there all along. Right. Yeah. Uh, now, uh, now, Stuart, when you said Teen Wolf, there was a moment where I thought you said Steam Wolf. And I want someone to make a steampunk version of Teen Wolf very badly. Oh, I thought we were talking about a werewolf version of Mary Steenburgen. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so, so, so we've already mentioned that there's a version of Samson called Danson, which stars Ted Danson. Right. Now Mary Steenwolf version is a, is a wolf. Yeah, she, she wants in on the action. I get it. I want to see this power couple where one of them is a super strong, I guess, former bar owner turned demon from hell. Uh-huh. And the other one is a werewolf who also fell in love with H.G. Wells when he was in a time Think of how jealous Ted Danson would be uh, if his mate could grow hair on cue. <laughs> I mean, uh, imagine how he's like. Different- all I can do is gray gracefully. <laughs> I put the gray in graceful, <laughs> and then he turns into He Man. Yeah. <laughs> in- <laughs> imagine how much better by the power of gray skills. <laughs> by the power of gray. Uh, but uh, <laughs> by the power of just for men, touch of gray skull. Oh, really looks natural. Uh, imagine if how much better book club would be if it turned out Mary Steenburgen's character was a werewolf, but that aspect of it was not in the trailers. <laughs> and all these women my mom's age went to go see it and were like, what? Well, 
on a second. Why is she now? She's she grew claws and teeth and killed Craig T. Nelson on their date. What's that all about? Oh, what a movie! Book club, mm-hmm. book club, The Howling. Uh, so anyway, uh, Samson. So the, Samson runs until he. It's, it, what I like about this is Samson runs until he passes out from sheer emotion, which happened to me one year at summer camp, where I was. <laughs> I won't get. I won't go through the whole story, but. I got in a big fight with a counselor and then I, I got upset with something else and accidentally broke a window and and my hands were all cut up because my hands went through the window and I was dripped a trail of blood to the nurse's office. And Doesn't she, sound like an accident. It sounds no, like you had a, like a fit. It sounds like you punched no, through a window. I, w- I went to push a glass door and I pushed too hard and my hands went through. That's oh, my story. I did that once. And, uh, and the nurse bandaged me up and I just lay down on a bed and, and she was the first person to be nice to me the entire day. And I lay down on a bed and mm-hmm. passed out just from sheer intensity. And it was like, Samson, I feel you. You know mm. what? Sometimes you get mad, you break through a gate. He <laughs> just wanted to push that door, and instead he smashed it down. Sometimes I mean, they trick you into going into a super fun brothel. Yeah, sometimes. Uh, and, <laughs> and then you have to lift a big door. What I love LA, is it's still a LA, Christian brothel. Co- mo- it's a that's, an, uh, that's a common problem for you, that you're just way too strong for uh, these simple mortal things around you. So you just break it down. I'm, I'm always crushing telephone handsets and like I'll go to put a quarter in a payphone and just bend the quarter into mm-hmm, two. And it, mm-hmm. and it's like, I, I mean, I will admit that right before I pushed that door, I said, God, please listen to your servant. <laughs> Give me strength to open this door. Yep. And, and I pushed so hard that the whole front inches. of the building came up <laughs> and my, my, my 12 year old beard grew out anyway. So, uh, Delilah finds Samson passed out on this road and Taryn visits Samson in a dream in Gladiator Wheat Heaven. Another thing mm-hmm. they steal from Gladiator Heaven is a he, yeah, Heaven is a place on Earth full of wheat. Yeah. Uh, and Delilah tends to his wounds the way that everybody does in movies set in ancient times, which is taking a cloth with water on it and just kind of lightly brushing the wounded part of the body. <laughs> yeah, because that's all they knew of first aid back. There might then. be some herbs on there. <laughs> there might be some herbs or a tincture. Possible, 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 possible yeah. herbs. And uh, <laughs> let's I'll put this under <laughs> pH for possible herbs. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> now. Could uh, be Samson, some rosemary. Could Samson, be some, some oh yeah, thyme. maybe some thyme. Mm-hmm, yeah, mm-hmm. some mm-hmm. mint. Yep, a little uh, mm-hmm. parsley. Herbs. A little parsley. Some Sage. Wormwort <laughs> is that an herb? Yeah. What about asp tongue? Asp tongue. Basil. Yeah. These are witch ingredients. What about like a hand <laughs> of glory? Is that an herb? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, so Samson now goes to visit his mom because uh, he's a loser. So he's like, yeah. I guess I'm going to crash uh, at my wait, parents' I'm going to go cry to mommy. And uh, he says, hey, I think God's forsaken me. And he's like, dude, God just gave you the strength to push through the gates of a city. Yeah. And he's been asking you to do stuff the whole movie, and you have not been doing it. Like, you're the this is it's one of those, it's like in a, in a, it's, this is, you know what, this is that moment for Samson, like that moment in Trainwreck, where uh, LeBron James and all of Bill Hader's celebrity cameo friends are like, hold that intervention for him where they're like, if you don't, if you don't shape up, Amy's going to leave you. And it's like, Amy has been terrible to him this entire movie. <laughs> he just, he was getting an award for what a great charity doctor he is. And she went out and smoked pot in the hallway instead of watching him give a speech. Why are his friends not on his side? So it's one of those moments where Samson's <laughs> yeah. like, I think God has forsaken me. It's like, God you know is what? the wronged party in this one, Samson. <laughs> Samson, you don't get to be the hero right sure, now. Sure, yeah. Samson, it's Samson like, is positively Apatowian in this. Yeah, mm-hmm. Apatowian. <laughs> Excuse me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think I think that's the first time that Elliot identifies with a male character in an Apatow movie. Uh, yeah, maybe. 
Otherwise, I'm like, who are these assholes? Come on, get a job, <laughs> folks. When I watch an Apatow stop playing movie, video games. When I watch an Apatow movie, I turn into Archie Bunker, where I'm like, get a job, you slobs. <laughs> Work for a living. Stop. Put those video games down. Of course, Archie Bunker never talked about video games. Sure. They didn't really have them at the mm-hmm, time. Mm-hmm, but you know, mm-hmm. Meathead would be staying up late playing Arkham City or some shit, and. Uh, and Archie would be like, hey, what are you doing teabagging all those Overwatch characters? <laughs> uh, so, Caleb... It's like, I just killed Stuart's character and I had to celebrate. <laughs> so, Finish Caleb, the man-bat missions! So, Caleb, meanwhile, is, he just starts arming Hebrews with weapons that he found. And he tries to get Samson to lead. Hey, guess what Samson says? No, I'm not gonna. Mm-hmm. Samson, get your shit together. Come on. Uh, yeah, he's yeah. too busy flirting with Delilah in the woods but she is still reluctantly working for Prince Rala. I, oh, I they, had that, uh, they had that scheduled, uh, they had that scheduled walk where they uh, like threw themselves at trees to hold on to for balance and have flirty conversation. Yeah. About freedom and gods and things like that. There's a little bit of, there's a little bit of like, um, light bondage being hinted at in this. I think she says she wants to tie him down with, you know, a rope, you know, a new kind of rope or something. Yeah, because what Mm -hmm. she really means is children. Is how she'll tie him down. The rope of the umbilical cord. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it... Which which I say only as a joke because I love having kids. It's the most... Having a son and expecting another son... They're the greatest miracles of my life. So that's people, only, and I love my wife dearly, and I'd be with her even if we didn't have kids, but I'm glad we do. Elliot, so do people, that's a moment of, of just sheer sincerity for me. I was going to ask, if people who don't have kids, do <laughs> do we know what love is? Uh, I mean, if you We certainly don't understand is, the handmaiden's tale. <laughs> no, that's, people who don't have kids, uh, I mean, there's certain types of love you'll never know. Mm. But I'm sure you'll know the love of a tasty bucket of popcorn. <laughs> That's true. Yeah, you'll 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 know, and you'll also. I mean, you'll also know the love of having a schedule free of real big responsibilities, where you can just go see a movie whenever you want. Oh yeah, because I can't do that. That's a special kind of love. You'll know the love of having an extra five hundred thousand dollars in your pocket Mm. because you're not paying for some kid to go to school. Paying a degree in what? Modern dance. Yeah. Excuse me, Sammy. You're going to learn classical dance if you're going to get a dance degree. I love the idea that. If one does not have a child, one saves that extra five hundred thousand dollars. One is like, "Oh, this! Look at this money! It's it's it's, uh, it's just piling up." No, what we, are you spending we, it on, Dan? We spend it all on we spend all on sadness. We spend it all on bullshit and sadness. <laughs> That's true. To fill the hole that would be filled with the love of a child, mm. a child mm. who spends a lot of the day screaming at you, saying, "This is too hard. I don't want to do it." When all you're asking him to do is like, "Hey, draw a picture for fun." Uh, anyway, so. Parenting, what are you going to do? I got a tight five minutes on parenting that I think I'll get into now. Hey, who, where are the parents in the audience? Oh. I'm, I'm glad that you you snuck in the, what, what what do we call it, the Jewish catchphrase? What are you going to do in the <laughs> in tight five? Yeah, yep. Uh, uh, so Delilah is taunting Samson. She's like, I wish I could bind you. And he goes, nothing can bind me but new ropes, uh, ropes of souls, I guess. Uh, uh-huh. But It really like, it, it's it is pretty hot, hard. right? It's it's like like this is a story that like has a sex element to it. Like sex is a part of this story, but because of the Christian audience, this thing has to be so like cold Super and tepid. Chaste. Yeah, yeah. Like even in the brothel, everyone is wearing smocks and helmets. Like, yeah, this is not a Game <laughs> yeah, of Thrones yeah. brothel where there's just nude extras walking around being uh, human flesh wallpaper. This is like, mm-hmm. yeah, everyone, everyone in the brothel is wearing like a rain poncho. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, it's like, this is a story about 
you know, a sexual temptation, but nothing can be sexy at all because uh, the audience does not want it. Yeah, well, because mm-hmm. we're going to show this in a Sunday school class. So of course, like, yeah. This is like, yeah, when the Sunday school yeah. teacher is hungover, they put on Samson. <laughs> it's, also, it's also one of those things where it's like, we cannot show a hint of anything sexual. Can we show a man bludgeoning to death a thousand men? Yeah, go yes. for it. Just uh-huh. do it. Just go for That's, it. I mean... <laughs> That's kind of sexual. <laughs> yeah, sure. Okay. Uh, so D- Delilah makes Samson fall to the that same. That ass bone, though. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Jordan and is all about dead ass I'm bone. I'm all about dead ass bone. <laughs> so Delilah makes Samson fall into the same trap Taryn made him fall into. She goes, how can we be in love if you keep secrets from me? And he's like, all right, here are my rules. I can't touch dead people. I can't drink and I can't cut my hair. And I already broke two of the vows. So if I, I cut my hair, I'm done. That he falls for the same shit two times. Like, it's the same rationale. Just like, Samson, we can't keep any secrets from each other. I mean, he's like, all right. She's making him jump through hoops so he can seal the deal. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Now, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to posit a new, uh, this is, let's call this Elliot's Samson theorem. Which is okay. I think Samson is, is a little pretty dumb. dumb. Yeah. He's a little dumb, and maybe and it's like that doesn't surprise me. His his he's not famously wise like Solomon, and he's not mm-hmm. famously cunning like David. He is famously strong, and not exactly. And he's not like no matter how many crappy riddle contests he wins with his. I mean that's why he comes up with a bad riddle. That's because he's fucking dumb. riddle, dude. It's like if you were in a riddle contest with a dumb person, they were like, "Here's my riddle: feathers." Plus a can? <laughs> solve it. Like, you're not going to be able to solve that because it's it makes no sense. It's unsolvable. And also, like, no riddle should end with you shouting, solve it in my face. That's <laughs> part of the riddle. Look, that's what that's what old Jasper the riddle man, who if you're gonna cross if you're gonna cross his uh his prospecting bridge, you gotta solve his riddle. Otherwise, he just comes up with another riddle and, and lets gives you a chance to solve it. But like I I wanna believe I think Samson is not very bright. Yeah, I mean, he's had he's God has been telling him what he wants this whole time, and he's like, "But I tried not to drink wine or touch dead people or cut my hair. I'm doing like, everything you asked for." God's like, "Don't cut your hair. Don't drink wine. Don't touch the dead. Lead your tribe to freedom. I did all that, except for the freedom part. But that's probably a minor <laughs> thing, I'm, right? I'm refusing to do for some reason. But I have been straight edge my entire life. That's got to count for something, right, God? Mm-hmm. I killed all those foxes. Do you think those are bad? <laughs> I thought you did. I thought, well, I, thought, I thought you were anti-fox. That's why you made them so, you know, cute, I guess. <laughs> uh, so he's so she's like, ah, cutting the hair off, okay? So the Philistines go and attack the Hebrews. Delilah is, meanwhile, he, she drugs Samson with some, maybe she put like a zinc tablet in his water. I don't know. Sure. Yeah. And uh, and she cuts off his. She hair cuts off his terrible wig. Cuts off. I mean, I wish it was just her removing the wig. Boy, uh, if you uh, want Samson to fall asleep, uh, she should have shown him Samson. Yeah. <laughs> this movie Holy was shit. a little Good dull. Job. Good job. Thank you. I mean, I, in the original story, Dan, is it? Does it? Does she drug him? I always assumed that. They have sex, and then while he's sleeping after sex, she uh, I, I do not know that. Yeah, but it's like, as if she's the perfect drug. I do not know that. I, <laughs> I, I, I do know that it's a lot more biblical in that it's like she asks him three times, and then like the third time he tells her, you know, like that kind of like Everything's you know, in story threes construction. In the Bible. Yeah. As opposed to here where she asks him once and he's like, yeah, yeah, let me tell you about it. Here's my, here's my, uh, here's my Marvel Universe weakness. trading card. Lists all my weaknesses and strengths. There are my power stats. <laughs> Strength, 10. 
durability affiliation eight. Jews <laughs> first appearance book of judges <laughs> and uh, yeah intelligence is a one so please don't take advantage of that that says in the bottom fun fact only weaknesses is hair can be cut yeah. off affiliation Jews comma X force it's like under <laughs> under special skills yeah <laughs> under I mean, special every... skills it should say riddling but for some reason it isn't on there <laughs> I'll, I'll just write that in how do you spell riddle uh, forget it anyway yeah. so uh so you look at so this is from a marvel universe series uh four so all the cards mm. go together to make one big page if you put the nine around it together in your uh, in your binder sleeves cool uh, i was on a page with my other x-force buddies yeah. cable feral <laughs> domino sure. boom boom cannonball and if, and for and strife was in the middle and we're all fighting mm-hmm. him mm-hmm. so anyway so no, me, was it Warpath? Who was the who yeah, was Warpath. the Native American guy? Yeah, Warpath, oh, who was because he was the brother of Thunderbird. Ugh. And he wore Thunderbird's costume. X Force number one, a comic book I bought five copies of as a kid because they each came with a different trading card. Guys, right. I can't dumb. guys, I can't believe I'm on the fluff house. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, guys, we've been talking about this for a while, so let's just say uh, Samson instantly loses his strength. the The guards come to take him away in a scene that is less active than the still Car- than the Caravaggio painting of Samson being taken <laughs> away, which is a, b- a brilliant painting and manages in it being a static image to have more motion and energy than this live action film. Ooh, burn. Uh, so take that. And Caravaggio, I'm going to give you some points for this one. Oh, points, wow, yeah. points, points, points. <laughs> and the yeah, winner there's a, there's is a, there's Caravaggio. A, there's, a ch- there's a cheer for Caravaggio, a <laughs> jeer for this movie. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Uh, yeah, on the hot sheet, Caravaggio hot. This oh man, and not. I gotta say, another jeer for Delilah's haircutting skills. Not oh, boy. gives him a bowl cut. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh Rollo, uh he's he wastes no time in using his sword to poke out Samson's eyes. And uh-huh. there's a moment before he does that where Samson with short hair looks like Michael Ian Black in the Louis sketch where <laughs> Louis is with, at the Last Supper. And I was oh, like, yeah. okay, Michael Ian Black's Jewish. For a moment, Samson looks sure. kind of Jewish. Uh Samson and Caleb are chained up in the dungeon, and the prince is like, how do I get your power? Tell God to give me your strength. And Samson's like, I don't know how to explain this to you, but this is a different kind of God who does things through, like, ethnic race, in a way. Like, he chose us. Believe me, if we could have a low frills, no no head games God like Dagon, we would be with Dagon. (laughs) A chill, no drama God. (laughs) Dagon Dagon is super 420 friendly. (laughs) He's super. He is. He is super chill, laid back. Dagon just tells you what he wants, and then you do it. Not like our Hebrew God, who is a bit. Look, you got to guess a lot. He's always making you win. You know, he's always challenging you and forcing sure. you to earn it. And it's like at a certain point, hey, I'm not. I can't put the same passion into this worship that I did when I was young. You know, when we were going out every time and I was worshiping multiple times a night. Now maybe once a week. I just yeah, look. I'm getting older now. I'm Samson. Anyway, so. He's like, that's not how it works. The prince argues with his dad about what to do with Samson, and shades of gladiator, the prince kills the king, immediately takes the Burger King cardboard crown, puts on yep. his head. And at that uh, point, no- I'm like, I'm checked out. I'm just going to watch yeah. the trailer for the new fucking Neil Breen movie. I mean, yeah. <laughs> was, was the the triggering event of the checkout that Billy Zane was no longer in the movie? Yeah, of course. Okay, I just wanted to clarify that. The heart of the movie is Billy Zane doing... Yeah. Billy Zane in all of his scenes that I assume they shot in one day, like, maybe two days. He's like, I wonder what it's like to be a dad. Okay, <laughs> well, I think I'd be stern. <laughs> uh, 
Uh, and you know that Billy Zane wasn't around for a while because all of his scenes are on the same set. They're all uh-huh. in his throne room. Uh, Delilah frees Samson and Caleb, and Samson's like, okay, I get it. I'm ready to fight. I finally know what God wants me to do. And it's like, oh, really? Now, you now okay, it took you being, okay, your dad was killed. Your wife was killed. Your people were beaten up. A fox genocide. They, you killed a bunch of foxes. Uh, you They poked out your eyes after cutting off your hair and stealing your strength. But he also killed a. He also killed a thousand men. And he killed a thousand men. But now you understand. Okay. Then, uh, so in Dagon's temple, the prince he goes, "Allow me to introduce my special guest," and he calls Samson a special guest, which is another great anachronistic moment. <laughs> and, uh, Musical guest Samson. So, <laughs> and, and now it's yeah. it's time for the prince's Dagon ceremony. Feet Samson. <laughs> and the, uh, the machine. So when when he's being taken to this ceremony. We see his brother. Did his brother get released and just he can do whatever the fuck he wants? Well, yeah, Caleb escapes. I mean, Delilah lets them both go and Caleb but just like, runs away. But he comes back for the ceremony and like, you got to recognize that beard, dude. It's huge. They don't recognize him because he's got a hood over his head. Oh, cool. Okay. And everyone's like, because as, as shown earlier by the scene where Samson is leering at two fully covered up women at a well robes and hoods are pretty sexy mm-hmm. back in that time yeah. so people are like yeah. say who's the hood and a guy with sunglasses looks down over the uh-huh. lenses Ooh, and you hear ball, ball. yep yeah oh yeah <laughs> and so uh they, so they chain samson up they flog him for a while everyone cheers this goes on for a while and hey guess what samson does i'll give you one guess people at home uh-huh. you guess praise to god for strength you got it that's exactly uh-huh. what he does this is it's his one special move and as a lightning storm rages, he slowly pushes over the Plaster of Paris temple pillars. And these two pillars, this is an enormous temple. It's huge. These two pillars seem to be the only load-bearing pillars in the entire building. <laughs> yeah. Because the whole temple collapses. Delilah is crushed by a rock. And Dagon's uh-huh. statue... And she doesn't had, even get, like, a final shot. Like, no, it's, it's like, just somebody else probably wearing her wig getting crushed by a rock. Yeah, it's and, and I wonder if originally they were like, Oh, we want Delilah to escape so she can be in the sequel. And then, ah, eh, forget it. We'll just crush her. And then there's this Dagon statue on top of the, ho- on, I was about to say the hotel, on top of mm-hmm. the temple. And what I love is it kind of like hops down and then it falls yeah. onto the prince. And it's a little bit like that would happen in a movie. And the implication would be like, oh, the God that he, mm, that he sure, abandoned sure. Yeah. has gotten his revenge. But I don't think the Christian movie, I don't think it's supposed to be like, psych, Dagon was real and he's <laughs> mad now. The whole and place now just, we fight CGI Dagon. Come on, this no. is the end the movie needed. They're all crushed by the temples. This is your other Marquis Samson moment is mm-hmm. when he pushes the pillars sure. over. While We're all waiting for it. We don't even and see then, Samson get crushed. He just wiggles between these two fucking cardboard pillars and then it's over. And then you have a little VO from Caleb sounding very audio boothy. It really uh-huh. sounds like it was recorded in a small cupboard somewhere. And he says, Samson... Died. It's but, like a podcast. Before he starts, you hear Caleb say, "Can we swear on this?" <laughs> <laughs> and then he starts talking about stamps. Stamps. dot com. Yeah, he does a he does an ad. He like, talks about Sam's. dot com, which is like, the Sam's do we do, do we do? Are we <laughs> Sam's? Sam's. dot com. Sam's. dot com sends you a free scale <laughs> to measure the jawbones you'll be mailing. Sorry, Stuart, what you were saying. He's like, I haven't listened before. Do we do characters on this? <laughs> So we've started, we started recording or yeah, yeah, we just started anyway. Uh, so I first started acting when I was 16 yeah, he, years old. He gets was, on and immediately apologizes for the audio quality. <laughs> <laughs> Trying uh, out a new mic. 
So, uh, and he says, Samson inspired us, and then we rose up into battle, we Hebrews. And then it goes, and eventually we would have a a Jewish king when on the field of battle, a giant Philistine, Goliath, would face David. And you just see King David, David the, the shepherd boy, his feet walking along like as this like with a sling hanging down and then it mm-hmm. cuts to black as he's about to hurl the rock at Goliath and it's like was that just a tease for the next movie in the Jewish cinematic universe <laughs> David like the JCU is going to move on we've got a 10 year plan the Justice League yeah mm-hmm. <laughs> the Justice League yeah it's it's uh David V Goliath Dawn of Justice sure and yeah like, uh, and and, like, uh, and then Job comes up, uh, hey, room for one more? <laughs> <laughs> He's like, you think you've seen suffering? <laughs> and and uh, so it's like that when people are like, it's weird they started the Marvel Youth Cinematic Universe with Iron Man. And that people are going to look back and like, it's kind of weird that Samson started out as the first movie. but then And nobody knew that Black Panther, which I guess would be the story of, uh, I guess, Sammy Davis Jr. Or that <laughs> was like, that, that would be the biggest hit of all. But uh, it really, it was like, it was like they felt like they knew the story of Samson is super unsatisfying. So they were like, uh, let's throw in a little bit of another story you know. Uh, King David, right? Everybody loves him, don't they? they do. What are you saying? That like a guy committing suicide by pulling pillars down on himself at the end isn't a satisfying ending? After he's been blinded. Yeah. I mean, it could be a satisfying ending if they had if they had built up to it properly or if the movie was any good. It did feel a little bit like uh, they would like uh, the... <laughs> They're watching people watch test audience watching the movie, and they're like, "Okay, don't like Samson, huh? Not crazy about the Samson. Well, uh, what about this guy? He looks cool, doesn't he? Hey, what about this? You guys like giants, right? And killing them. They pull a real, they pull a real Hogan family on the on it, where they're like, "Ah, oh, it's about King David now. It's no longer about Samson. Samson left." All right, guys, uh, we've gone on about as long as a normal episode, just talking, just talking about, about the movie. Samson. Yeah. So we got to speed through our oh, we'll final judgments. Edit, we'll edit out all the bad jokes. Okay. Yeah, Dan, uh, usually edit these pretty heavily, right? That's right. Uh, edit out the uh, bubble promo. People are tired of those. <laughs> <laughs> what I love is that people are going to be like, oh, this is a long episode. It's like two and a half hours. It must have been a special movie. Samson. What? <laughs> 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 so, Dan, are we doing final judgments? Final judgments. Is this a good, bad movie, a bad, bad movie, or a movie you kind of like? I'm just gonna say it's a bad, bad movie. It was boring, Stuart. Oh man, it was so fucking boring. Oh, it's bad, but those wigs and beards and Billy Zane. I, I was I'm on the Stuart boat with this one. Bad, bad movie until that those beards showed up, and then I was like, I'm gonna get a marginal good, bad. Wait, stick with it till the beards. You know, it's worth your while. Yeah, I think if you're into like Christian kitsch, if you you know like kind of goofing on, you know, well-meaning but backwards. Uh, Christian entertainment. I, there's some fun to be had. So, uh, a good bad under the right circumstances. Yeah, Dan's just dragging it because he doesn't like that fucking sweet riddle. But you better watch that for that riddle. <laughs> I'm man. so angry about that riddle. <laughs> <laughs> it's, and Dan, it's not even the movie's fault, Dan. Like you said, that's from the original source. <laughs> yeah, back yeah. when they know how a riddle should be. No, written. honestly, like the thing I like the most about the movie is that it's true to the Bible because, like, that makes it wacky. In a way that the movie, like, I kind of assumed that the movie would just be using the Bible as a jumping off point for some total, like, fantasy bullshit. Yeah. And, like, no, they kept in all the weird stuff, like, tying torches to foxes and w- making them run through fields. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, so you feels good, feels good like movie. that feels like they could have used a few more writers in that writers' room. Is what you're saying about the Bible, huh? <laughs> I, mean, I think they, that the Bible had plenty of writers in the writers' room. Uh, I yeah, think if there's one, one thing we can say Moses about the Bible, writing down what God said. Actually, to be honest, uh, I mean the Bible had it was pulled from many different sources it was written by many different people over centuries. But uh, I do like the idea because it is very close to working in a TV writers' room that Moses was sitting at a tablet carving whatever God just dictated to him while God paced around the room. God's writer's assistant. Yeah, and occasionally just picked out of a big bowl of candy. <laughs> it was like, oh, let me yeah, do yeah, next. Do, okay. Doing so, bumps. Joe, Joe, now Job, uh, yeah, Joe, something, uh, now they kill his kids too. Oh, and all his cattle. Okay, put that in. No, 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 no. Put the cattle first. No, wait. Okay, move that around. No, no. Take out that period. Make that a comma. And Moses is like, I'm carving this into tablets. Like, mm-hmm. it's very hard for me to make changes on the fly like this. But that's what it was like in the Bible's writer's room. They're like, hey, do you think we've we've landed on the trope of not being able to trust women too many times? Nah, put the story in. Nah. Put it in. Mm-hmm. Hi, everybody. I'm your oldest brother, Justin McElroy. I'm your middlest brother, Travis McElroy. And I'm your sweet baby brother, Griffin McElroy. Me and 3,000 of your closest friends just found your next podcast obsession. Okay, but like the second best podcast. Oh, f- just listen to my brother, my brother, and me on maximumfun.org. There you go. Perfect. Perfect. Thank you. You probably know that Max Fun podcasters are funny in the talking way, but did you know they also are funny in the writing way? We are very excited to announce that John Hodgman and Paula Poundstone wrote books that have been named as semi-finalists for the 2018 Thurber Prize for American Humor. John Hodgman, celebrated fake internet court presider, is the host of Judge John Hodgman and was recognized for his book Vacation Land. Paula Poundstone's book is called The Totally Unscientific Study of the Search for Human Happiness, and you can hear her expound on happiness and many other topics on her new podcast, Nobody listens to Paula Poundstone. The Thurber Prize is one of the highest awards for humor writing in the United States, and we are proud to have both these authors on Maximum Fun every week. Paula Poundstone and John Hodgman, congratulations. All right. Uh, But moving on to our uh, beloved sponsors, we have but one sponsor tonight. And Wait, that hold on, is... Dan. Hold on a second. Uh, for a moment, I thought you were saying our sponsor was then called Butt One. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't even know what business that would be. We got but Dan, very excited. Who is our real sponsor? Our real sponsor is Blue Apron. Blue Apron delivers fresh, pre-proportioned ingredients and step-by-step recipes pre-portioned why did i say pre-proportioned i don't know i mean pre-proportioned works too it's the proportion of the different ingredients to each other just keep working that's true let's keep going step-by-step recipes right to your door that can be cooked in it's under... not like you said pre-porpoise like that would be crazy <laughs> so dan you're saying so you're saying they give you the ingredients straight to your door it's already measured out in the proper portions and then what what kind of ingredients are these what kind of food? yeah Tell just me talking more. just talking about these ingredients dan slobbering all over his shirt he's gonna have to change his shirt uh, I don't know what kind of. I mean, you got things like seared chicken and tangy barbecue sauce and juicy cheeseburgers <laughs> with spicy slaw. 
You're making me skip around in the copy. That's the problem. I, I, oh, I apologize, problem, sir. You're right, because this is the first Blue Apron spot we've done before. <laughs> no, no. Continue, uh, I apologize for throwing you off and trying to bring some life into this read. <laughs> With my genuine enthusiasm for Blue Apron and the food that it delivers, which I think is really good. I do, too. Yeah, it's a really good product and company. But, Dan, continue. Uh, what, what, what else does it say? Uh, Look... I don't need to. I look. I don't need to go through all the deals. Blue Apron is a delicious uh, meal uh, service. That the beauty of it is. Here's one thing that's great about Blue Apron. You uh you you buy things for regular recipe. You buy ingredients for regular recipe. You've got all this extra shit lying around. You know, you buy like some parsley, and then you've got a whole head of parsley. And you're like, what am I going to make with all this parsley? Tabbouleh? I don't think so. Here's the situation I've been in. I think we all have been. What am I going to do with the rest of this xanthan gum? Hmm. I don't have yeah. a use for all this yeah. xanthan gum. Why'd I need so much of it? Too much cardamom. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Blue Apron just gives you exactly the amount of food you need to make the food that you want. All right? Uh-huh. And no, no, and less waste. That sounds great. Yeah. Less waste, more haste. It's wonderful. To check out this week's menu and get your first three meals free at blueapron.com slash flophouse. That's blueapron.com slash flophouse. To get your first three meals free, Blue Apron, a better way to cook. Yeah. And I'll just say it. it. You don't have to get it just for yourself. You know somebody who's going to have trouble cooking for themselves. Maybe Mm -hmm. they're going to have a baby. Maybe they're recovering from... I don't know, just being, being injured or something like that. Or maybe, just maybe, they're really stressed out and they got a lot going on. You want to help take some of the pressure off of them? Get them some Blue Apron stuff. Or maybe, 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 really appreciate it. maybe your parents just want to treat and feel like millennials for a change. <laughs> you know? <laughs> By having Blue Apron, that's what's going to make them feel like millennials? Yeah, get them the avocado package or whatever. All right. Uh... So now it's time for letters from listeners. Uh-huh. I'm going to abbreviate this a little bit, just do a couple. Wow, so edit long. them, okay. I mean, that's the kind of thing you don't even have to announce. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I don't that's the kind of thing you can just, you can just do. Yeah, um, really. and, and Because we're running late, I won't sing a song. I'll sing two songs next time, maybe. Oh, okay. Even All though right. Jordan and I had this really cool thing planned. We, we did. It was, there was harmonies was, yeah. and everything. Oh, it was elaborate. We rehearsed for real, weeks. Yeah, it was like a Boys to Men song. Oh, mm-hmm. yeah. It was, I mean, it was a parody of a Boys to Men song, mm-hmm. but it was really good. Yeah. It was uh-huh. called Motown Philistine. <laughs> is that the it one was that, not about letters. The, yeah. <laughs> is that the one from uh, Lethal Weapon Part 3? Uh, probably. Sure. Okay. Maybe. Let me, hold on. Wait. It's. Uh, but one, boys, two men, lethal weapon, three. Yeah, yeah, it all works. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right. So, Dan, letters. Yeah, this first one is from Daniel, last name withheld. McCoy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> all right. Dear Dan, the, you're my favorite. I love you. Love me. Uh, <laughs> I mean, a listener. <laughs> the listener guessed that you were going to go with Jay Lewis. But, oh, okay. uh, oh, that's well, fair. I mean, he's incredibly successful, though, right? Wait, what? what I'm just saying that, like, it's not, we're, it's not that close. Like Dan McCoy. Like, I'm just saying that Daniel Day Lewis I mean, is, like, is, is finally on a downward. I mean, thing. in my you're, field, you're I've kind of reached up. the. I mean, like one of the like the highest plateaus you could. Yeah, I mean that's <laughs> what you're. Yeah, yeah, you're the for. Daniel Day Lewis of topical comedy staff writing. Anyway, Dan, what's the letter say? 
All right. Uh, this one says, greeting. Uh, if, you were the, Dan, you were the Daniel Day-Lewis of podcasting, and you've just been inhabiting this Dan McCoy character all this time. Uh-huh. uh-huh. <laughs> I mean, in some ways, I am inhabiting a Dan McCoy character, but go yeah. on. It's like if somebody, if, if, if a guy named Stuart wrote in, and he thought we were all going to guess Stuart Pankin. Character Stuart, Pen- character sure. Stuart Pankin. Not necessarily like, the news character. It's the same Stuart equivalent. Pankin, who we all remember. <laughs> Everyone recalls co- comedy character actor Stuart Pankin. Yep. Uh, <laughs> it's the same thing, is what I'm trying to say. Now I, hold on a second. Top you, of his game, sort of guy. <laughs> you, you vamp <laughs> while I look up Stuart Pankin now. Why? Read the letter, Dan. He's in the right. second sight, Dan. Yeah. All right. <laughs> hold on. No. Uh, sorry. Dan, if you're looking if you want to know if he gave the, if he gave his name to Panko Crumbs. No, he did not. That's not uh, related that, that'd to be him. under that'd be under trivia or goofs. His, his most know. recent <laughs> Can actors pages have goofs? His most recent credit is he was in something called See Ya, which is a TV series apparently. Uh-huh. He was in one. I wouldn't want to be. He was. So Dan, this he is was what the letter writer wrote in about Mr. Pankin. Yeah, he's like, <laughs> yeah, you don't have time to read all of my letter. He was in one episode where he played a character called Morris, presumably a cat of some kind. Yeah, I can only assume. Um. Anyway. Cool. So, okay, so we got that covered. Stuart Pankin. So that's the thanks, first letter. Yeah. Thanks for that letter. No, he writes, In September, I will be making my first ever trip to New York. Mm-hmm. I've already planned out the Flophouse experience. A beer at Hinterland's Bar, Stuart. Yeah, I support that. Getting the Kalen special at Popeye's. Four-piece mm-hmm. mild, biscuit, red beans, and no and rice. No drink. No Elliot. drink. But, but eat that biscuit up. It's good stuff. That counts as the drink. And, I don't know, sitting yeah, on a park a bench... And I don't know, sitting on a park bench questioning my own existence, Dan. So, I was wondering does, if there... No, no, no. Dan does that in his apartment. Okay. <laughs> I go to the park sometimes. That's true. Okay, good. You're right. I, I That's apologize. That's when you, uh, you, uh, you like throw the bread on the ground and the uh, pigeons don't eat it. <laughs> yeah, because Dan is Ziggy. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Uh, da- anyway, Ziggy, continue. Boy, I will not. I will not answer to Ziggy, sir. <laughs> okay, Dan, continue with the letter. I apologize. So, I was wondering if there were any movie-related activities you would recommend. Any famous shooting locations worth checking out? Any particular theaters to visit? Keep up the great work, and I look forward to being too shy to talk to Stuart if he's working when I visit. But I'm sure my girlfriend will talk to him. That's from Daniel. Uh, cool. A lot of the a lot of the movie sites that I used to go by have changed because new york has changed so much over the past you know uh-huh. five ten years uh i'm trying to think if there are any in, in particular that are still around like there used well, to be can, like a ton of the shooting sites for taxi driver used to be around and they're they're all gone you can take the uh you can still take the sex in the city tour that's true i'll give you that i mean if you're, a, go yeah. on no no i was just going to talk about the brooklyn pizza tour but he's probably going to be spending most of his time in manhattan mm. mm-hmm I mean, you can go see that fucking Ghostbusters house. Yeah, Ghostbusters house is still there, right? Ghostbusters house. Yeah, that's yeah, where the they all live. House. It's a fucking it's their house, house that they live in. I don't know if that's the way I would they would correct. After they busted ghosts, they no, sleep they go there? home to the fire. They live in the they fire. They sleep house. there. Yeah, because they don't have any other place to go. Because they were I mean, kicked out of their. If, house. No, they, if, like you, if you if you call what 
if you yeah. call what Ray stands for doing Ray sleeping. Blowjob dreams, if not in that firehouse. <laughs> exactly. Ah, blowjob dreams. I remember when that was part of the TNBC Saturday morning lineup after Saved by the Bell. Uh, so, but, uh, I mean, there's a lot of great, I mean, if you look up, uh, like, New York shooting locations online, you'll find a lot of great stuff. You know, there are a lot of things that are still there that are worth seeing and worth doing. I mean, if you look up New York shooting locations online, you might get the wrong thing. Oh, boy. But- Hey, and if you're coming out to L.A., buddy, come on out to Universal Studios. Ride the movies. <laughs> yeah. If you're looking, Fast and the Furious, the ride. Oh, yeah. If you're looking for, like, beyond just, like, uh, places where movies were shot in New York and you just want movie stuff, you should go to the Museum of the Moving Image. Uh, oh, in Queens, and yeah. Che- and That's check out. They've, they've still got the, I believe that the Jim Henson exhibit is now a permanent exhibit up there. And it's a great exhibit and it's uh fantastic. you were also dan was telling me he uh he you're a big fan of movie props so you're always going to planet hollywood that's right <laughs> yeah i don't, don't know if you've heard about this little indie uh <laughs> restaurant called planet hollywood <laughs> uh, i will say if you're interested in a little bit of new york history then mm-hmm. why not go to brooklyn and go to the new york transit museum where you'll see an amazing oh, yeah, collection of antique awesome. subway cars and it's in the tunnels where they shot my favorite movie, The Taking of Pelham One Two Three. Great. Uh, can I? Can he should just go to Clamp Tower, right from Gremlins Two? Uh, I don't know how to. You break keep this saying to you, you're going to take me there, Dan, but I think you're lying. <laughs> yeah, because you really want to see one of those shows being filmed, right? Yeah, I want to see one of the. I I, I want to hope to see a Gremlin. I lo- I love the idea that Stuart has his whole day planned at Clamp Tower. First, we're going to go see the shows. Frozen mm-hmm. yogurt later. Mm-hmm. We're going to take the tour. I hope, but not, I hope but not, Gates is giving it. But not too late. You know what I mean? I don't want to eat that <laughs> right, frozen yeah. yogurt after midnight. Oh, boy. Or you might turn into a, a crabby gremlin. <laughs> sure. Is that what you call Sammy when he gets mad? <laughs> oh, it will be from now on. I hadn't thought about that. Uh, so this is the next letter. It's from Clint, last name withheld. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's titled "Subject: Baby's First Movie Reanimator." <laughs> Interesting parenting mm-hmm. ideas. Mm-hmm. Weird sequel to Baby's Day Out. As my subject indicates, <laughs> my three-month-old daughter's first ever movie was Reanimator. To defend myself, I was late night feeding and foggy-brained. Wanted to watch something beside a dark, besides a dark wall. Reanimator popped onto my laptop. I was midway finished when I glanced down and noticed my daughter staring intently with me. Mm-hmm. It felt like a precious moment. And we co-viewed the movie all the way through and have since watched Castle Freak and Texas Chainsaw Massacre 2 together from okay, start to finish. Child Protective Services. <laughs> yeah, you got to see one before you see two. I mean, showing them two, <laughs> take that kid away. We tried Coco and Toy Story, movies I also love, but Baby Charlotte lasted a mere 20 minutes into either. My theory is there's something about the mood lining of 80s horror. I know Castle Freak is 95, but it feels like 80s. That soothes her versus the frenetic energy of Pixar. I'm worried about my choice in films, as did as was my wife, but I argue that they make no meaningful sense to my daughter yet. All the blood and severed heads are just color splashes and shapes. My question is, Elliot, what was and or will be your children's first movies? Congrats on your second, by the way. Oh, thank you. 
And for Dan and Stu, what would you recommend for other people's children or yours if, when, in the future? I'm thinking not of appropriate kitty movies, but actual adult films, perhaps even horror. Mm-hmm. Flop Till You Die, Clint. Okay. I will say uh, this reminded me of my Wait, first movie. Are we so supposed parents- to rec- Am I supposed to recommend an adult film? <laughs> yeah, my kid's first movie will be Real Sex 4. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Oh, that's one of the good ones. Yeah, yeah Real Sex 4 is hot. Uh, when I was a baby, apparently my first movie that I ever attended was a screening of Atlantic <clears throat> City, the Louis mm-hmm. Mall movie, because my parents took me and my sister as little babies uh, to go see it. And apparently my sister couldn't stop crying. They had to take her out of the theater. But me, I was pretty engrossed in the story of what Burt Lancaster and Susan Sarandon. I've never seen Atlantic City as an adult. I'd only seen it as a baby. Uh, my son... I don't remember what his first his first full-length movie... The first movie he ever saw in the theaters was Cars 3. That's the uh-huh. first feature film he saw in the theater. But he, before he's, that, he's, he's crazy for Cars, right? He loves Cars. He loves his the Cars both movies. The, cars both the thing bucks. and the movies. And the movie. And uh, he... Actually, uh, Jordan came over before... He's over recording at my house, and Sammy was sure to tell him a lot about his favorite characters from the Cars movies. Yeah. And... Uh, and Jordan, what did you have to say about those characters? Were you were you dogging on them? Were you not into them? Oh man, I ripped the cars of hers apart. <laughs> I made Sammy cry. Oh, it was terrible, terrible. I'm like Shrek forever, baby. If you're not down uh, with Shrek, you're not down with me. And then I pushed him in some mud. Oh, why'd you do that? <laughs> and then he said, uh, and then and then he started crouching and standing and crouching over. I did. Over. Yes, I <laughs> teabagged Elliot's son, son. Don't do that because <laughs> he isn't into Shrek enough. <laughs> but uh, it, I think his first movie that he ever saw might have been might have been The Wizard of Oz, but skipping past the witch scenes. And now uh, my son and I are on a, on a project where we're watching all the Marx Brothers movies in chronological order. And we just finished A Day at the Races, so you know what that means. The movies Everything's are about to get terrible. bad. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hello, room service. Uh, room service I, is okay. It's just based on a play, so it doesn't really feel like a Marx Brothers movie. But uh, anyway, I like to think I've been showing my son appropriate movies. <laughs> okay, well, you just dismissed that. But, well, I mean, we don't need to talk about room service right now. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Uh, but I will say that it's I, I kind of want to do what my dad did for me, which is when I was, I think, eight years old. I've told this story many times on the podcast. My dad borrowed his friend's copy of RoboCop, uh-huh. never having seen it. <laughs> and we watched it together. And I was like, I'd never seen anything so horrifically bloody. And yeah. now now I've got a weird association with violence in the movies. Mm-hmm. So maybe I'll do that to my son. But OK, guys, what movies would you show to kids? Uh, I'm not sure about that question. So I, I remember the first okay. movie. Well, the first movie I saw in the theater Stuart is just talking. Was, now, so uh, it was... doesn't matter what I was saying. It's fine. <laughs> oh boy. Keep okay. On okay, Dan. I'm sorry. Go. No, 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 no. I just. Uh, no, I mean, I feel like the fact weird. that I was okay. saying something uh, supersedes. <laughs> guys, guys, wait. When did we become the Ramones? <laughs> Hold on a second. Yeah. Which one of you is the conservative one? Which one of you is Johnny? <laughs> No, I also was going to say that I don't know what movie I would expose a child to. I just was going to go into like what movie I saw that was an adult movie in the theater. And not adult in the uh, deep throat way. But Thank you for clarifying. Uh, adult in more of a behind the green doorway? <laughs> I remember going to see Romancing the Stone as a child and thinking it was the most awesome thing I'd ever seen. Which I think is really funny now that I'm an adult. Because like, not that I don't think that Romancing the Stone is awesome. Because I... Because I still feel that way about *Romancing the Stone*, but yeah. it uh, so much of it is about like 
the idea of like despairing that you're ever going to have a romantic relationship and then finding romance like unexpectedly and like the just like this this crazy adventure happening to a woman who you know is is so alone in her life Mm -hmm. and that's like the adult theme in the movie and for me to relate to that as a child i think is absurd it's in like the same way that (laughs) for some reason when i was a kid i watched dear john the judd hirsch yeah. A sitcom about a guy getting divorced. Yeah, yeah. The the one where his uh, his friend is the guy who played uh, uh who plays that fucking guy from Justified. Yeah. Uh Win Duffy. Yeah, that's right. Uh Dan, I have this image of you as a kid watching Romancing the Stone, and she's like, When will I find a man? And you're just munching on popcorn going, Ugh, I'm with you, sister. <laughs> <laughs> and it's swimsuit I, season. I, <laughs> 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 I I loved Romancing the Stone so much as a kid that I I think I was in first grade where I wrote a short story with uh, illustrations that I drew myself that was basically me plagiarizing the entire plot of Romancing the Stone, but up to the point where the snake character is introduced that Michael Douglas kills <laughs> and instead of getting killed this snake kills him and then becomes the main character for the rest <laughs> of the story. I love that. I mean I love that for so many reasons but I mostly love that you call it a snake character. It's a character. Defining character let's look at his character diamond is being a snake in slithering. The in the movie he's just a snake. <laughs> There's no, there's no characteristics of the snake. He has characteristics. He's he's a bushmaster and he's very tasty. Yeah, yeah. He's aggressive. <laughs> yeah, he wants to find out what he wants an autograph from Joan Wilder. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, what were you gonna uh, say, Stuart? I was gonna I... say the first movie I remember seeing in the theater was Ghostbusters. My mom put her hand over my eye at the first ghost appearance, and when I was like, "Well, what did the ghost look like?" She said it looked like Skeletor. And having seen the movie now, she's pretty close to right. Uh, I don't know. I would say the movies that I I remember seeing kind of growing up, and I think that I, if I were to have a child, which is very unlikely, but if I, uh, if I were to have a child, I would probably introduce my child to the Studio Ghibli Miyazaki movies, mm. Spirited Away, Nausicaa, that type Total of shit. Row. Yeah, like... Uh, I remember seeing Nausicaa at an early age and it just being, I don't know, like super absorbed into it and showing it to friends and them not getting it. I've talked about this on the show. It's dumb. But like, and I love Spirited Away because it's a, it's a movie that doesn't really have a villain. It's, it's awesome. So that's me. Jordan, do you have anything you want to talk about kids or should we move forward? Um, yeah, my answer to both uh, the first movie I saw and what I would show to kids is Space Jam. <laughs> Wait, that was the first movie you saw? Yep. So you were like a teenager? Samson is the second. <laughs> wow. yeah. No wonder wow. you kept being you kept texting me while you're watching it going, amazing. <laughs> this is great. Yeah. And uh, the train's coming at the screen. Help. <laughs> Space Jam's also the first is uh your fa- the only website you've ever looked at, right? <laughs> yeah, I am yeah, like, this is as good as it gets. I'm gonna stop looking at websites. <laughs> Okay, so I think it's time for uh, letter number two, Dan, or are you, are you texting? What's going number on? Number three. Letter number what, three. That was that was letter number two where we're going to stop. <laughs> okay. So we come to a halt. Uh, better to end on a high note, I guess. Yeah. Uh, so what do we do now, Dan? <laughs> now is the part in the podcast 
where we recommend movies that we actually liked uh, that you should spend your time on instead of Samson. Fuck yeah. Uh, I guess I'll start. Um, I will make this quick. I watched a movie called Tragedy Girls. It's available on Hulu. Uh, if you have that streaming service, it's about two teenage girls who kidnap a serial killer uh, in the hopes of learning from him. And then they quickly realize, eh, he's not really like that helpful and sort of just keep him captive for the rest of the movie. But the, but they take on his serial killing for themselves because they want to get a bunch of uh, social media followers uh, for their website, tragedy girls. Uh-huh. And uh, that sounds like it makes it a, it's a pretty facile uh, satire of social media stuff. And to be frank, it is a pretty facile satire of social media. But uh, what makes it good is it's this kind of like glossy day glow slasher world uh-huh. that's done in a very like um, just a it's 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 a like the surfaces of it all are all very pleasant. And the two girls are very good actresses in particular. Uh, there's one who I would sort of classify as more of the lead than the other. And she's the lady who plays a uh, Negasonic teenage warhead in the mm. Deadpool movies. And I've always thought that she had a lot of charisma and was not giving a lot, given a lot to do in those movies. The Deadpool movies. Yeah. Uh, and it shows Wait, that is her, is her name Ryan fucking Reynolds. <laughs> then of course she doesn't get to do anything. He's the star, baby. Anyway. Uh, Only one star in a Deadpool movie, Dan, and that's Ryan fucking Reynolds. <laughs> it's a fun movie that commits to its uh, sort of just, you know, not, I wouldn't say like nihilistic necessarily, but a completely amoral premise. Uh, so if that's what you're looking for, then I recommend Tragedy Girls. Cool. Uh, I'm going to jump in here, guys, and recommend a movie about a scary fucking mirror. That's right. (laughs) (laughs) I'm recommending the movie Oculus. Now, that's another Bloomhouse picture. Mike Flanagan. Mike Flanagan, yeah, who directed another movie I think I recommended. Which one was that, Dan? Uh, Gerald's Game, baby. (laughs) Okay. Taking it to the hoop. Gerald's Game. (laughs) Yeah, that's me. Pounding on his own shot. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yep. I just uh picked up my own rebound. Uh <laughs> <laughs> So I'm talking about Oculus. Now, this is a movie that people had talked up and I was like, "What? A scary mirror movie?" Actually, I didn't even know that. I was like, I don't know, just it's a major studio release horror movie and it assumed like it was going to be terrible. Uh but it managed to be a lot of fun. It plays around with uh time and it jumps around quite a bit, and it doesn't fall into a lot of the traps that uh, a lot of horror movies that would show up on the Flophouse. Um, it's a movie where the it feels like almost every member of the cast makes very specific character decisions when doing their performances, and it's genuinely pretty fucking scary. So uh, watch Oculus or something. I don't know. I'm not you. Stirring recommendation from Stuart. I'll jump in here and I'll say uh, I wanted to recommend a movie I saw in the theaters called Sorry for Bothering You, but Stuart recommended it already in an earlier episode, so I'll just reinforce it's his, great, sorry right? to bother you. What's it called? Sorry to bother you. 
Yeah, sorry to bother sorry. you. It's great. Sorry to bother you. Not sorry, not sorry for bothering you. Uh, I really liked it a lot, uh, but Stuart already recommended it. So I'll just say go see that, and then I'll recommend for myself. Uh, something that's really been doing a lot for me lately is 30s melodramas with a central female character. <laughs> and I Oh, sure, that comedy a while ago with, genre. What? No, I'm sure. Oh, sure, that genre. I mean, it is a big, I mean, women's 30s melodramas is a, is a, no, I know, genre. Elliot. But I was what? Yeah. <laughs> so, so what was the, anyway? Uh, I'm just slowing was, us down for no reason. Keep going. That's my job, Dan. Uh, so I'm going to recommend a movie called The Painted Veil, starring Greta Garbo. Uh, and it's based on an Evelyn Waugh novel, but I never read the book, so I don't know how close it is. But it's about a woman who is kind of desperate to escape being the last daughter in the household when her sister gets married. She marries a British uh, doc- like kind of experimental doctor uh, who's dealing with immunology just and follows him to Hong Kong where he is dealing with a cholera outbreak and while there falls under the romantic spell of a diplomat in the in the kind of western colony there and ends up betraying her husband and then having to make amends for that. And it is a movie that is it's a real solid thirties weepy. Uh there's a lot of just there's some like fun surprisingly funny characters in it. But it's mostly at that high pitch of melodrama level where everyone is at, at about to break into tears at any point. But here's the thing you have to deal with. It's a 30s movie set in China. So while the Chinese characters are not as offensive as they could be, they're just kind of background. There are no Chinese characters with real agency in it, which is disappointing. But at the same time, you do get at one point this kind of art deco uh, Buddhist worship ceremony that could only exist in a 1930s Hollywood uh backlot studio and bears i'm sure no relationship to reality but it looks really cool so i'll recommend that the painted veil starring greta garbo uh hey uh, i'll do one quick if that's okay for the guests yeah. to do one yeah we'll allow it thanks fellas uh this is a uh, rock doc that you can watch on the uh amazon prime streaming service for free uh it is called l7 pretend we're dead the uh, director is Susie Gardner, uh, L7, they're a kind of a all-female grunge punk band from the late 80s, early 90s. Uh, guys, know, uh, guys yep. my, first ever, uh, my first ever music festival was a Lollapalooza where L7 played, and they were oh, amazing. Yeah. <laughs> did they interview you for the documentary? They did yeah, there's interview There's a lot me. of Stuart. Stuart is all <laughs> over this thing. <laughs> like a 14-year-old Stuart's on there, and it's amazing. Or 15. <laughs> I can't remember what year it was. Uh, yeah, they are, you know, they were maybe a little bit lost to history, maybe more famous in England than they were in America. Uh, and uh, but yeah, this is a great documentary. I was only kind of uh, familiar with them and I love the whole thing. Uh, awesome music, uh, great kind of footage from kind of East L.A. punk clubs in the 80s, a time when you usually saw like hair metal on the Sunset Strip. This was kind of the flip side, arty performance art, punk rock side of it. Uh, yeah, great stuff, great music, uh, cool band. You should check out. Bye. All right. Were you leaving well, a message on someone's voice? <laughs> yes, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and uh, yeah, just give me a call when you can or a text. I'm going to be around later tonight. Bye. HMU, baby. All right. Uh, so I guess before we go, uh, Jordan, do you have anything you want to plug? Oh, God, give me the strength of Samson to get to the rest of the episode. <laughs> uh, uh, he's powering hey. up. 
<laughs> oh, pray to God. <laughs> Start okay, praying. I, now I'm ready. Jordan? <sighs> Bubble. It's a sci-fi comedy on MaximumFun.org. A lot of your favorite comedy folks are in it. It's a lot of fun. We worked hard. Sorry for all the plugs. Make Jordan, no, if you Jordan, I think you'll Jordan, like it. You- Jordan, Look, you got one of the fucking doughboys on that shit, right? Fuck that. If you if I had a chance to meet Judy Greer, Judy Greer. Oh wow. Holy shit. Yeah. Yeah, we got Judy Greer from Jurassic World. I w- let me just caution. Uh Dan made it sound like if you listen to Bubble, you're entered into some kind of contest to meet <laughs> Judy Greer. <laughs> that is not the case, but she is in it. Yeah. yeah. Uh although see, we, got, we got John. That's a promotional thing that Jesse Thorne could probably set up, right? Yeah, I mean, I I, I feel like it would be pretty. All right, creepy. let's announce it. The Bubble Junior. <laughs> no, no, she was nice enough to come in and do a voice. Listen I don't think Bubble, she'll do a meet and greet. I think entered into a win a date with Judy Greer. I think maybe oh, the boy. best we can get is making it creepy. Is like it seems normal. Judy Greer waves to you as she drives by. Maybe that, maybe, maybe that would be the best thing that you could get. Yeah, I could probably set yeah. up a wave, or she could text you something, maybe, or I could, yeah, she could text. Yeah. <laughs> it's Jordan, it's Jordan texting his Judy Greer. Hello, Listen, I'm Judy Greer. Listen to was... Bubble, and you're entered into a contest to win a chance to watch Jurassic World at home and pretend you're talking to Judy Greer when she's on screen. Yeah, sure. And you'll wish she had a little more to do in the movie. As mm-hmm. always. I mean, that's the sure. Judy. Wish wish you, she had more to do in the movie, the Judy Greer story, basically. Yeah. yeah. Uh, hopefully, you'll listen to her in Bubble and say she had a lot to do. Mm-hmm. She had a good amount. She's only in one episode. That was more of a time constraint thing than mm-hmm. sidelining her. I'm sorry. Anyway. Thanks yeah, for got a lot of other, Got a lot of other fun folks in it. Uh, John Hodgman, Martin Starr, Tawny Newsom, Helen Hong. Uh, one of the Doughboys, Mike Mitchell. Uh, yeah, a, a a litany of fun folks do voices, and I think it is uh, something cool, kind of a genre matchup that I think the flop fans would like. All right, there you are. Uh huh. And it gave you an excuse to be on our dumb show. It's really fun. It's, yeah, oh, it's so yeah. fun. I love being on the Flop House. It's that's so exactly much fun. that's exactly what I thought when I was watching Samson. I'm like, I'm so glad I'm doing this. <laughs> 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 so happy I'm doing this. Look at those beards. <laughs> as you as you through gritted teeth as you angrily whittled a stick with a big knife. <laughs> yeah. So glad I'm watching Samson. All right. Uh we've gone for so long. We should say goodbye. We uh-huh. should have mercy on ourselves have and mercy. the audience. <laughs> Did Uncle Jesse just enter the room? <laughs> Watch the hair. <laughs> oh, guys, I think we all need to cut it out. Uh, and there's Uncle Joey, too. <laughs> That's me, the other uncle. And now let's clean everything up. It's Danny Tanner, too. <laughs> what? Dan, now you're Michelle. Do your famous Michelle impression. You got it, dude? No, Dan oh, does sorry, it. I'm sorry, Dan, you do it. Is, you got it, okay. dude? No, no, Dan, Jordan already took Michelle. Now you've got to be Stephanie or DJ. DJ yeah. doesn't have a catchphrase, so be Stephanie. You know what it is, Dan. Is it Come how on. rude? You yes, said yeah. it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. As if you pretend to say it in the form of a question like you don't know. Come on. There's Stephanie Tanner. There's Dan and favorite. I Dan and I watched most of Fuller House while putting together a puzzle one night. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> what? Why? Is that that sitcom where Sam Fuller has to take care of all those kids? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it goes really badly. <laughs> anyway, guys, maybe we should say goodnight. All right. Uh, for the Flophouse, I've been Dan McCoy. Hey, you know, it's Stuart Wellington. Elliot Kalen saying goodbye and hi for next time.
I'm Jordan. <laughs> All right. Good work, Jordan. Good night, everyone. Thanks, guys. Thanks for being here, Jordan. Thanks for joining us. We'll go listen to Bubble. And good night. Deuces. On this episode, we discuss Samson. The luggage company. (laughs) (laughs) That's that's Samsonite, Stuart. What? (laughs) All right, let's do another one. Who's going to talk? I've got, so I've got one. Ellen's got, got one in the fucking chamber. I got right. one to try. Yeah, I got, I got a, I got a, a shell in the chamber. Let's go. On this episode, we discuss Samson, the chilling true story of the son of Sam killer. <laughs> it's a little bit of a thinker. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, Can I do one? Cool. Can yeah, I do one yeah. just well, for fun? Do one. <laughs> On this episode, we discuss Samson. The extreme biblical epic that says the meek will inherit these nuts. <laughs> Can I do one? Yeah. Okay. On this episode, we discuss Samson. The vegetarian version of Hamson. Uh, okay, I've got one. Wait, Dan, Sam, I got is, one too. Sam is the vegetarian version of Ham? <laughs> well, it's not Ham. All right. Yeah, dude. Now I got one. All right. On this episode, we discuss Samson. The movie that dares to ask the question, what if the great heroes of Jewish myth weren't that Jewish? Uh, That's a theme I'll be hitting. All right. I like like that one or Jordan's one. We'll see which one wins out. Well, uh, you're insane, but that's okay. (laughs) You didn't didn't have to call it out like that. Yeah, you didn't have to drag me right before I had to perform. (laughs) Okay, with Jordan, what's yours? I'll do one more. On this episode, we discuss Samson. And Delilah? We'll have to see. MaximumFun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Listener supported.